0: showed up uh, way later than I normally do, don't even have my headphones yet, <laughs> haven't even been to the office yet, Don't. I, I mean seriously literally walked through the door like three minutes ago yeah. now, here's the good news, I knew that there was a potential for this to happen and so the show was prepped Yesterday, before the whole thing, like we're good, like okay. you know, the plan's good. good. I'm in a solid mood. It's good. Um, I just had to kick somebody out of my apartment a little late last night. I was like, "Look, you gotta go. Like, I have got to get out of here." And she was like, "It's your birthday this week, and let's make sure." And I was like, Jeez. "We made
1: sure three times. <laughs> get out of here!" Like. Just bone marrow at this point. I don't have anything left for you, girl. Literally dust <laughs> flying out
0: now at, at that moment. And I, and, I've been, and I wasn't sure if I was going to talk to you about this or not. Okay.
1: But here we are. We don't have anything else to talk
2: about. So here it is. I,
0: I know I've been harping on this. And I know some of you are probably a little over it, right? But I've, uh, I've done pretty good work on like eating right and like working out a little bit more. Now, we went out and last night had Macho Nacho last night. And I, I kind of splurged last night but overall I've, I've i've been working on that and it was beneficial to me last night and not just like ah oh, you're getting older so you know you work out you know have, make sure you don't end up with ed right like right. that's not even it right but we were um <laughs> we were <laughs> we were in the bedroom okay and uh she said to me she goes are you willing to do something for me and i was like sure i guess i mean i you know i'm pretty much down to do whatever and uh she goes Take me into the bathroom. That way, I can watch you in the mirror, right? And like that kind of stuff looks hot when you're watching like pornography. Like when you're and you see it, but that's me in that
1: mirror. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, like that's that's that's, that's those porn stars, not regular people. Not dudes. So that's a completely different thing we're talking about <laughs> so here. So okay. there we are, and, and and we're
0: in the bathroom, right? Right. And I am trying my damndest. <laughs> Not to stare at myself in the mirror, right? Like, right. but then I caught a glimpse of me, and I was like, "Bro, look at you!
1: Did you, uh, did you Christian Bale in a American Psycho?" And then you're flexing while you're pumping those hookers, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> like
0: well, first of all, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> she kind of looks like a hooker. I, uh, <laughs> I, no, I did not. I wanted to. I right. did think about it, but I was like, "Nah, you're not quite at that level." But there was a little bit of it, like where I caught myself in the mirror, where I was not disgusted with myself <sighs> and not like. Oh my God! Look how horrific this looks. What a
1: step in the right direction that is
0: for yeah, you, right? To get I mean, the room—it's not the worst.
1: <laughs> well, I think really what you're what you're getting into there is confidence. You're going to have a huge confidence boost once you feel better about your body sexually. Sure. Like you're, of course. I mean, that's going to be—I think—in your performance, just just number one, not being winded and not being out of breath and not like being like, "Oh my God, dude, I've I've been humping you for thirty seconds," and oh man, I'm beat. Like having that endurance is definitely something, but like I'm. sure... Sure just having that level of like feeling good about yourself you performed out out of the park, I bet. Good for you, buddy. Good for her, too. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what I was going nice. to say. Good for her. Good she, for seemed her. To be, uh, she
0: seemed to be pretty happy. But that was, it was, it was like, because I, I have a long vanity okay. in my bathroom, okay. and it's like a 3 mirror oh, system. Jesus, dude. So, like, dude, actually, she was like, had reached out and was like, pulling them at every angle so she could, Jeez. I don't know, she was into that. So All I right, was like, daddy. you know, look, whatever you're into, you're into. Like, right. that would have never been my thing. Like, I would have never been like, hey, let's go do this. But I found myself, I was like, she was right. This is kind of hot.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, having said. You're you're a partnership and fun at that point, and if that's what she's into, that's what she's into. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good. So I, uh,
0: I I I apologize about being late, but I, no problem. I, knew, I, I this is how much of a how much of a jerk <laughs> I am, where I was like. Well, she was like, let's hang out on Friday. I was like, well, that's my birthday. And then you're sending the wrong kind of (laughs) message. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I can't have that. So what are you doing on Tuesday? Like, let's get, let's get She's like, well, I want to get tacos anyway. So yeah, we ended up having a good time. Fantone is actually wearing a shirt Mm -hmm. that I cannot wait to get the story on. I need this story because I'm very, very jealous. So we'll do that after hooking you up at this thousand dollars.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now text the keyword luck to 200, 200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's luck (laughs) to 200-200. Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Have those WWE ringside seats. We'll do those 7.30 this morning. Very excited for those. Cavs play again tonight, 8.30, back in Boston. The Western Conference Finals now tied up two games apiece as uh, the Houston Rockets went into Golden State last night and won. So finally, somebody uh, won on somebody else's floor, which is impressive. That's impressive for the Houston Rockets to be able to do that. Uh, obviously, Golden State, very, very good. That series now tied up two games apiece.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously a tough thing to do to beat anyone on the road, let alone Golden State. So I have to wonder, I mean, is there a little bit of doubt creeping into their minds? Because I feel 100% that doubt has crept into the Celtics' mind, and it's it, it'd be tough not to, man.
0: Oh, I think Boston might be in real trouble now. Like, you let LeBron back in 2-2 now, and uh yeah, I think you might be right. You could be in real trouble now if you let LeBron back in a series. That's on you.
1: Being being confident obviously is very important, but like having that confidence shaken is like once Worst. that happens, dude, it's tough, dude. It's tough yeah. because all of a sudden you're questioning everything you do, every little decision, every like you know, are we that good or 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 you lure yourself into like no, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. And then James Harden comes and punches you in the mouth. No thanks, man. Like
0: tonight, if the Cavs win tonight, I. I think they win the next 2 then and then the series is over. Like I think there's a possibility that happens, especially if they win in dramatic fashion tonight. Like if he goes out there and like destroys them I think then, yeah, mentally he breaks them down to enough to where we probably close out the next game.
1: The uh, The LeBron talk has obviously been heavy, not only on this show and the national media, and it should be, um, but there was something I read yesterday from Terry Pluto, and he was talking about you know the Game 2 performances, and he said he had to go back and write more about LeBron because a 44-point game kind of got lost by him. Right. It was kind of just like, well, yeah, I mean, he's doing it. And then, you know, he reads his own article, and it's like, bro, you got you to put some more LeBron in here. I,
0: I, I say it all the time about LeBron, is that when you're that good, it like, dude, when Russell Westbrook has a triple-double, the entire league talks about it for three days. LeBron does it in the playoffs, eh. As a matter of fact, people will call him having triple-doubles lackluster. Like, yeah, he had an average eh, game. Eh. It's like, no, he had an average LeBron-James game, which, again, speaks to just how great he is. Um, I, dude, I, I've said a couple of weeks ago and I maintain that if the Houston Rockets beat the golden state warriors, I think it's the best thing to happen for the NBA. I think it helps keep superstars where they are. I think it helps keep guys like Giannis in Milwaukee. Like, okay, we might not have to do this. We might not have to go five guys to get this done. We don't need the Hampton Five to win the ring.
1: I'm surprised you think that because usually it seems to me your take is... I hate Steph Curry. Great. Well, dude, 100%. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I, I hate Steph Curry. I hate that the dance. It, I hate the excuses. I hate a million things about the dude. But I feel like usually your thought is people as a whole love greatness. You want to see Tom Brady. You want to see the Bulls win. You want to see, you know, Tiger dominate. You want to see Michael Phelps win a million gold medals. I'm surprised you feel that way.
0: I... Uh, I may feel that way for me. I, okay, I, you know what I mean. Okay. Um, maybe that is how I really feel about it. And and do I really know what's better for the NBA? No, I mean, uh, but I I do think it's good for the other teams in the NBA. I leave ratings out of it, fans out of it. Okay. I think it's good for teams in the NBA to feel like they can compete. And I feel like if you beat the Golden State Warriors before they get to the NBA Finals, this will help the regular season matter. Because what do we always say? Ah, you know who's going to win it anyway? What does it doesn't matter. None of this right. matters. Where if if you disprove that, and now I have said that I think if that series gets tight, and they end up and Golden State ends up edging them out, that I think that that helps LeBron James go there because everybody's like he's not going to go to the West because you're not going to want to lose to the Warriors, and you know before without even making the finals. Well, if they make this a six or seven game series and Golden State goes on and wins, isn't LeBron sitting there going, oh, with me, they win that. With me, they win that. And I think he might be right about that. And I've said for a while, I think Houston's where it's going to be. A lot of people like Philly. There's a, you know, a couple of other teams. There's a... Good possibility he stays a Cavalier. I would totally agree with that. I don't think he does, but I, I I do recognize that there is a possibility that that happens, especially if Kawhi Leonard might want to get out of San Antonio. We end up doing that. I think that that might be enough of a piece to get LeBron James to stay here. What everybody always likes to tell me right now, though, is, ah, we're going to move everybody and we're going we're gonna to redo this again. Some of these Cavs contracts are not as easily moved as you think. Isn't George Hill making like $100 million? Like, um
1: it, it it's the Cavs are in a very tough position and that's one of the things that has has hamstrung the franchise since they won that championship Um, Some of these
0: contracts are bad. JR's contract's not great. Tristan's contract's not great.
1: But very much so, the thing that they've been able to do is to revamp it. Now, you can make the argument of, well, dude, how many times can you press refresh on a website before you recognize, like, hey, the the, the site's just broken. But uh, yes, it is not going to be as easy as people think of just like, well, they'll just snap their fingers and they'll bring in a bunch of new, new guys and everything will be better. No, there's going to be, obviously, it's more complex than that. Some of the
0: contracts are not the best to be moving guys around and try to get pieces back. All right. All right. I am so interested about this. Here we go. So I come in. I'm a little late this morning, and uh, I had to wipe the sleep out of my eye and from across the board, Fantone's wearing a T-shirt, and I'm all excited about it. You went to a show last night yeah. that I wish I would have went to last yeah. night. Daryl, uh, it's a Hall of Notes. And Train opened that show up. Now, I, this is what I want to know about. Because while I was having tacos, somebody told us, that it was not hall and notes and train opening up that they were all on that the plan was to have them all on the stage together all night long and everybody was going to play everything
1: uh no 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 there was a point where um pat I always call him Pat Catan, but I know it's not Pat Catan. It's Pat Monahan. Monahan. Yeah. Um, he uh, he came out and did songs with them for a while. They did train. They did t- I think two train songs. They did a couple Hall and Oates songs, and then they did a cover of. It's a lot of covers last night, but it, but it, it wasn't it wasn't just like hey everybody mishmash out here. Hall, train was the opener. Hall and Oates was the closer, and that was the way it was supposed to be. Yes. I, I I think that I think that. Train obviously has a bajillion hits, dude. But at the end of the day, it it was very much a... We know our role here, and we know who you are. And and Hall and Oates, I mean, not only... Has the bigger catalog the, You know the, the better music But at the end of the day Dude I mean They were better Up up on stage They really? were 70 plus years old Daryl Hall up there And You could tell I mean he's lost a step Like he's old You know what sure. I mean you know, Being 70 will make you look old um, But dude Both those guys Just sounded phenomenal like, you know, like You've been Playing the same songs For the past 35 years You should be good at it But those dudes Are great at it
0: He kind of Daryl Hall I don't think it's enough credit For, for something Daryl Hall, make no mistake, helped push performance on the internet way up the hill. Like he was doing that at Daryl's house or whatever it was called, where he would just get like random musicians to come over there, jam at his house, and he would like stream it like dude, that guy for as old as he was, was kind of like a pioneer of online streaming of like entertainment stuff of like things you wouldn't normally see. He kind of like he kind of helped kick that whole thing off. That show was awesome.
1: It um it, it last night, so it was at the Q. And the thing I want to say about that is is I wish it was at Blossom. There's nothing wrong with the Q. I mean, honestly, like looking up in the in the rafters and seeing the you know the 2016 banner, I was excited to be in there. But it felt like it should have been an open air show. And I think there's something about like once you get into May. I'm like, dude, I want to go outside. I want to go outside. I don't yeah. want to be in here.
0: Not last night, you wouldn't have been. I mean, look, I mean, dude, it's yeah. pouring down rain. And what did we just say about rock on the range? I mean, dude, people are wanting them to move it because it's May and you can't do it yet.
1: You can't predict the weather. Certainly, it was just it was just one of those things where I was just kind of looking around, and you know, I mean, it was something like Kiss was on Kiss on my list, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, why aren't we a Blossom right now? Um, I
0: would agree that that does sound like Blossom yeah, music, you're dude. Right. Yeah, you're not just, wrong. You know, there
1: was just something, and I'm like, man, we should be in an open air venue. I agree. With that. Um, But if it wasn't a sellout last night, it it was damn close to it, and and rightfully so. Um, So. I went with my girlfriend, obviously, and a couple of people from her work, like her boss and one of her coworkers, and obviously their significant oh, others. A little bit right there, a little, little bit, a little bit right there. You know, I like it. trying to make things happen. You know, so uh, we uh, we ended up going to dinner beforehand, and I knew this person was going to be in attendance, but I didn't know I was going to run into this little entourage. So me and my girlfriend are sitting there, at oh, Mabel's no. Mabel's Barbecue. How is that, <laughs> Bruh. Bruh, so good, man. Honestly, Hall & Oates wins the night, but Mabel's in a very, very close second, dude. A very, very close second. I, dude, I've
0: known Michael forever. I've eaten at every one of his places but that one.
1: I had, um, I had, it was like the pork belly, the pork fat belly, so yeah. it's a thick-ass cut bacon, and I mean thick-cut bacon, like super thick-cut bacon, and, uh, you know, I had a little bit of the brisket, had a little bit of this and that, and everything was phenomenal. It was really good. But my girlfriend says to me, she's like, <gasps> do you see who that is over there? And I look over my shoulder, and I'm like, is that Pink? And then I'm like, wait a second, no, that's Keith Kennedy's wife! And all of a sudden, dude, Keith Kennedy and Kara, they're sitting there, they're doing their thing, and... uh, His
0: wife does look like
1: Pink. Yeah, so, I mean, like, 100% went over and talked to him, and he, you know, kind of was just like, man, I'm so excited for Train. Train is Keith Kennedy's favorite band ever, of all time. Right. Of all time. But so, you know, obviously... Which, by the way...
0: (laughs) That I think we'll explain a lot to you guys.
1: <laughs>
0: right? The guy in charge of Rock 1069, big Train fan.
1: Um, And by the way, they were really good, too. Oh, I mean, I, dude,
0: that band's great. They, I mean, dude, look, there are times and places for
1: that music, and Train is awesome at it. And I knew every single song they yeah. played, and I was Hits. like, yeah. they're hit on, more, hit on hit. I mean, they're, they're pretty good, that you Train is. Teacher? But so, you know, Keith Kennedy's there, and his wife's there, and they're all pumped up to see Train. But during the middle of Hall & Oates... Does he tax you? Know. Taxi. No, you got you got you got Sarah Smile going, which oh, is I like one, that one of which is one of the most like pretty big know, hit. You know, very big hit, but very laid back. Man, things are things are kind of like chill. Did he did, was dude was Kennedy raging? <laughs> Kennedy just yeah. Was he double piston? Not Kennedy, but people in front of him. He had floor seats, and I was sitting towards the back. And I'd seen him earlier, you know, like I'd seen him down there. And I kind of look down there, and I see all these security guards in his area. And I'm like, what is going on down there? And so I'm watching that. I'm no longer dude, tell me his wife had to be dragged. I'm out. no longer watching Daryl Hall, dude. Two dudes were in like a fist fight, like not just like in right, front of him, not, like right in his area, like right in front of him, like I. I could see him and then I could see the commotion like right by him. Whoa. In the middle of Sarah's smile, dude. Like, what the hell is going on in your life when you get into a physical altercation? And, bro, I'm not just saying like like there was a little bit of push you, you know, push back and like, like, get a, I'm talking brawl. Okay. Dude. I'll tell you exactly
0: what happened. Now, I wasn't even there, but I'm an expert. <laughs> and I, uh, <laughs> but watch now, I know what happened. I bet, how much you want to bet, dude, some guy grabbed the other guy's wife? How much you went to bed it was like groping? Uh, Dude, I work at a concert venue. The amount of times a woman comes up to the bar and says that, that happens to her would blow you away. There's something that I can buy
1: into degenerate behavior when, like, theory of a dead man's playing for some reason, where it's like, I guess I can expect that. I mean, it's not, it's not that there's not going to be predators in every situation. Fair, but like, dude, it's hauling oats. I get what, what you're saying. What are you groping somebody for? I, I know
0: you. You don't think library rock Wait. is like is is, 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 is like right. groping? You know what I mean? I would agree, but. How many of those people in that venue last night were out for the one time they've been out in how long? You start adding booze into stuff. I don't normally drink this much. And look, I'm guessing, obviously. I don't know, because my thing is, is what the hell else would be going on down there? In the
1: middle of Sarah's smile, dude, in the middle of it.
0: Uh, I guess, dude, he was on Facebook, actually. Kennedy was. And he uh, he he's like, the worst person at a concert is the person who's yelling, sit down. And I'm I'm standing right in front of him, so I (laughs) stand, he says. (laughs) Like, that too, Keith Kennedy is. He's just a nudge, is what my mom would have called it. Like, he's one of those guys who he's just got to poke the bear.
1: Uh, I, You always bring it up. He's the put—I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Yeah, too then you're going to get punched in the face, idiot.
0: So is this what he wanted to—because, t- dude, he ran out of the door yesterday trying to like track you down He was like Is he still here I was like I'm yeah. pretty sure That's the door Is yeah. that Like what did he
1: want we, 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 he, Well he wanted To go out to dinner With me And I was like Bro I already got Dinner plans I'm sorry And then we just Happened to run Into him there So Interesting yeah. Are you
0: lying right now Did you go out To dinner with our boss you're not no, me?
1: no 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 I went out to dinner With her boss last night I gotta be honest with you Not that you would've went
0: but the guy hasn't bought us dinner ever, ever. and I would have been pissed.
2: <laughs> like, as a matter of
0: fact, the night we went out to put the show together, Matt and I had actually paid for our own meal.
1: We had $3 between the two of us, dude. 3 bucks between the two of us. I didn't even know this guy. I'm like, do you have any money? He's like, no. Do you? No. Wait,
0: waitress or waiter comes to the table. He goes, um, how are we doing this? And our boss goes, oh, it'll be three separate checks. Like, dude, you're talking to it, and you're about to, you're offering us a job. Do you know we're broke? Reach in there and grab that iHeart card, you dick. What's the matter with you. I was worried it might happen because I didn't know. Him. That's why I didn't order much that night. I was terrified. I don't have the water. Oh, well, good for you, man. I uh, I am surprised you bought a shirt, though. You're not normally a concert shirt guy.
1: Dude, I'm not normally go-out-on-a-school-night guy. No, that it's, too. It's so hard to get me to do something when we have to do the show the next day. Um, But my girlfriend was just like, dummy, you love these guys. Like They could die tomorrow. Yeah, Let's just right. go. Let's she's just right. go. And she was right.
0: She's absolutely right. I'm actually really jealous. I love them, dude. I really wish I would have went to that last night. Every single hour on the program, your shot at $1,000, 7.30 will put you ringside at the Canton Civic Center for WWE. And more Sansbury Show is right around the corner. Hang on.
2: Nine. Rock 1069. Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 1069. Coming up at 730, your shot at WWE ringside mm-hmm. seats and also the NFL screwing up yet again. Shocker. I, dude, if they keep going down this path, if the NFL keeps making the wrong decision, you might end up finding yourself not being the most popular league in America anymore. The NBA. Even though I think they got problems, and I think their problems are, are, are going to come in a few seasons here, and it'll be exposed a little bit, the NBA is gaining traction. Now, it's not close, but they are closing the gap. And if you, the NFL, keep making the t- stupid decisions, and him hawing on bad things, that I think you have the possibility, maybe you're going to drive too many people away from your product. As a matter of fact, the other day, right, we posted that meme, facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. Yeah. Give up one of these things. Yeah. Beer football, sex, and it was... I forget what the other thing was. Fourth thing, right? The amount of people that commented and said, well, I already gave up football. I already don't watch football because of of certain issues. Where I was like, jeez, I didn't realize it was that many of you because what... Things that big do sometimes is go, well, the ratings are good. But it's like, dude, ratings are not indicative of every person, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, there can obviously be a lot of issues going on that you don't necessarily see in the numbers, and numbers don't always necessarily right. tell you the entire story of what's happening there. Interesting to think people who said, oh, I'm going to stop watching football, that included college and high school, too. So, like, remember that, people who answered that question. Wow. Right? Right? I mean, it's wow. football. Wow, it said football. It didn't say pro football. It's it the said NFL. football. Um, at the end, end of the day, you've got, a bunch of problems for the NFL. The NBA has its own unique set of circumstances. MLB too. But dude, you're right. And I saw you tweet about this yesterday. If they don't, if they don't get their arms around this and do it correctly, what are you doing? Seven thirty.
0: And I got. I think I know how to do it. And it's, right. of course I do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course right, I'll it fix it. I'll get this done. So seven thirty will do that. Right. We were talking about this a little earlier on the pro- well, yesterday actually on the program. And I got a little carried away. I actually listened to the podcast a little bit yesterday, and I got a little (laughs) little carried away. So I'm actually glad that Benjamin just tweeted in about this. He says, I don't want to start this all up (laughs) again. He's like, but... Is pansexual just, like, bisexual, or are they going to walk around and want to have sex with everything? And we were talking about this because the guy who wrote this new Han Solo movie that's coming out uh, this Friday, as a matter of fact, says that Lando Calrissian had always been, like, you know, a pansexual, and that he wanted to make this character a little bit more LGBT and, like, all this stuff, right? And I was like, geez, why are we all, you know, why are we working so hard to, like, cram all this stuff in here all the time, right? So we looked it up again, pansexual, not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. So basically what I think they were saying is is that if you left Lando alone and R2 was the only thing he had, he was going to find a way to like bang R2 down.
1: He's going to stick his penis in it there. Yeah, jeez. So. Wow. Well, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the difference between, I think, pansexual and bisexual is... It's kind of a gray area, because I've tried to kind of put some like, all right, well, what, 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 what is this here? Um, but it's not necessarily, you know, you could be as a pansexual, you could be attracted to a transsexual. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's not necessarily one thing or another. It's just whatever you find to be. Everything's kind of hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, somebody tracked Billy D. Williams down, and it turns out he loved this movie. Now, they don't get into the sexuality of Lando in this article, right? But he says, I loved Donald Glover's portrayal of me. Now, if you're Donald Glover, who grew up a nerd, and he's playing Lando in the new movie, right? If you're him, and you grew up loving Star Wars, and let's be honest, that was like the one African-American character you had in that trilogy. Yeah. And so I'm sure Donald Glover kind of grew up, and like while playing Star Wars, probably wanted to be Lando a little bit. You know what I mean? Kind of had some of that. So to fill... In for that role and then get the nod of approval of the guy who did it from a franchise that big has got to be has to feel pretty good. And that's what Donald said. He's like, look, he's like, Billy D liked it, I'm good.
1: Right. At this point, who cares what happens to the rest of it? Um Is there a little bit of like, well, of course Billy D. Williams is well, gonna say he gonna that say? He likes it?
0: Yeah, but here's what I would say about that. Because that was my first instinct too was like, Well, what's he gonna do? Go out there and say it sucked? But it would be one thing if like Billy Dee was walking out of the theater and they said, "Hey man, what'd you think?" And Billy was like, "Oh, it's great, you know what I mean? Right. blah blah blah" because he, you know, wants to obviously maybe get hired for a cameo later or something like that, you know, maybe. But he actually picked, went, like, he had saw a screening of it and called Donald Glover on the phone to tell him how much he enjoyed it. Oh, wow. So, to me, that's like, okay, like, dude, you really
1: did like it. Then. Yeah, you wouldn't go out of your way, you know, you, you wouldn't go out of him your way, You at the right? after party whatever, hey,
0: Donald, Thumbs nice up, job, dude. man, way to go, you know what I mean? Like, way to, or something like that, but, I mean, he went out of his way to, like, track this guy down to tell him how much he enjoyed it. Which, ultimately, I don't know if that tells me that I'm going to like the movie or not, but I... I do want to see it. That whole article made me a little annoyed yesterday. I don't know why the writer's like upset. He's like, I wish I could have made him more LGBT. And I kept saying, if you go back and you watch Empire Strikes Back, when the Millennium Falcon lands in Cloud City, Lando meets him out there, he grabs Leia by the arm, and you, the first thought you think is, oh, dude, this guy's about to take Han Solo's chick.
1: And I think that can play into the concept of what he was saying. That, in, Like we talked about yesterday how you know you take dudes like david lee roth or or, or david bowie or like dudes who just had so much sex in their life eventually it was like well yeah banging a mom and daughter threesomes boring to me what else am i gonna do i gotta find something else to 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 scratch that itch right there certainly i think as a pansexual you could see lay and be like damn dude i really 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 want to have sex with you you know what i mean like it's not excluding you know heterosexual partnerships there
0: all right, maybe what what maybe what was happening there is when I was ten years old, I didn't think about it, and I just saw a guy and was like, "That's a ladies' man," because they pimp him as a ladies' man
1: in the movie. And I'm gonna bet you a dollar, dude. If that article had not came out, this is much like when 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 in Beauty and the Beast there was a gay character, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, dude, it's just gonna be." Butts and boners everywhere in that thing. And, and you it's barely like, tell. No, you would have never, without somebody telling you, like, yo, look for this dude to be gay. And even with somebody telling you, yo, look for this dude to be gay, it was like, oh, okay. Well, that was
0: part of my problem with the article, because it's like, dude... This isn't going to be part of the storyline. So why are you trying to be like, well, when I was in my living room writing it, this is the way I envision. Like, why? Like, why did you envision? Why would you have to do? Not that there's anything wrong with it. Like I said, you have to give people something to identify with in these movies. You're going to see some of that. And actually, new numbers got put out yesterday about the rise of the uh, of the amount of transsexuals, you know, trans people that we have. Um, in the country, and again, I would argue that you don't have numbers spike that high unless it's people looking to join a movement because it's constantly talked about, and you got young people, and I've said this, as a kid who was molested by a neighbor, I grew up and I was kind of like, I don't know, what is this? Is it this? Do I like this? Am I going to be into this? What, what about this? And it's like you just question stuff, and had people been harping on that issue, as hard as we do now when I was growing up, I've said it a thousand times on the show, there would have been a moment where I would have been in my bedroom, 13, trying to figure out my sexuality what happened to me as a kid trying to navigate it where I would have been like maybe that's what's going on with me and so I think that that's a lot of what happens there with the rise of those numbers not that people are not transsexual obviously I'm not an idiot I understand that that happens I just don't understand I did feel like a little bit like this is an agenda we're gonna cram it in this kids movie that's ultimately the other thing too is like this is this ultimately these are children's franchises like I'm not sure we should be handling complex sexuality issues inside children's movies you're shot at a thousand dollars? And a Canton woman is going to jail, and she should. That's next on Rock 106.9. Hope
2: boys brought popcorn. The Stan'sbury Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.
0: 106.9. Welcome back to the Stan'sbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. About to hook you up with $1,000 here momentarily. Facebook allows you to do this thing now where you can, um, I guess, solicit is probably the right word. Um, but you can ask people to donate to a charitable cause okay. through your posting. And um, I've seen other people do this. And so I've decided to do it um, with the birthday, mine, being on Friday, end of the week. I've decided to do that thing that you see people will do on Facebook. Like, hey, I'm going to donate my birthday to this cause. And if you would like to do anything, you know what I mean? If you could donate to this. And I chose Save 22, that organization again, which uh, raises awareness over the fact that 22 veterans a day commit suicide after they come home. Um, That's 22 a day. It's way too many. Uh, I've gotten pretty close with that group over like the, this last year, and I've become better for it. And uh, so so I, I've chosen to do that. I understand not everybody has the ability to make a donation, but if you do, uh, we would greatly appreciate that. And it really did hit me yesterday where I was like, somebody asked me, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, well, nothing. I have everything I want. I got the job I want. I got the golf clubs I want. I, Dude, I live inside. I have a nice car. I, I mean, are are there things that you would want? Sure, but are but it feels, um, it feels greedy for me to desire more. I um for everything I have. I
1: I don't I don't get adults who make big deals out of their birthday. Like don't get me wrong, obviously Friday we're going to come in here and I'm going to play, you know, they say it's your birthday and we're going to dude, we're going to, you know, yuck it up and yeah, I'm sure A little
0: bit of that is for people listening, not so much for us.
1: Right. And I mean I'm going to ask you like, "Well, Stansberry, give me some advice? You're old as hell, dude. tell me what happens when you know the pubes go all gray." And we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do that. You're but like them. but like adults who like and I, I guess maybe women it's different, but like adult men who are like, "Dude, it's my birthday. We got to make a big deal about it."
0: Well, the other I, day like actually I, so I was playing golf with my buddy john right and uh it, it, this was monday and we got to the 13th hole and he was like oh it's your birthday on friday i said yeah he goes do you make a big deal out of it And i said no nah, not really i said you know and we we started talking about another one of our buddies who just had a birthday not that long ago and he got a little down in the dumps about it like not you know what i mean it's not like he wanted to go out and party he was like man i'm getting old and you know what i mean it was like one of those things he got a little down on
1: it how old was he
0: Older than I am, Oof. so like 47-ish, Oof. 48-ish, okay. somewhere around there, right? Okay. And he was kind of down in the center. He's like, you know, he's like, are you one of those? And I said, no. I said, and, and here's the way I, I really try to look at this, is that if you had a time machine, and you would have went back to when I was 17, or in my early to mid-20s where I was kind of floating around and didn't know what I was going to do, or, you know, certain times where I was in between work, And you would have said, when you turn 42 years old, this is the way your life is going to be. You will be in Canton, Ohio. You will like where you live. You will love your job. You will be happy with who you're working with. You'll be lucky enough to – because, dude, again – Dude, if you've ever done this job and done it with people who can't do it, it is brutal. Tough. So, dude, I've been gifted somebody talented, so that makes my life easier. And so there's, there, I have enough to where it's like, if I feel like if I get down because of how old I'm getting because my life is good, what a dick I am. And what like it, what, what, like what an American thing that is.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially considering you're relatively healthy and like, let's be real, you shouldn't be. I mean, like, considering no. the lifestyle you live. You should have been dead a year ago, uh, 10 I years mean, ago. <laughs> Maybe a little bit longer than that. So, no, it um, it's just one of those things that always... I don't want to say it seems childish to me, but, like, there is something about it where it's just, like... I, I, I expect my girlfriend to say happy birthday and we'll have sex and we'll, you know, dinner. she'll take me out to dinner and all that stuff. But, like, when someone asks you, what do you want for your birthday? It's like, of course there's presents you could give me and I'd be happy about, but, like, I don't want anything. It's I'm I'm, I'm in my 30s. i am I'm good. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty happy about the fact that I don't really that I'm not still possessions based this late in life. You know what I mean? Where like that stuff means the world to me. And again, like I I mean, I'm not married. I don't have kids. So like when, if I want something, I buy it. You know what I mean? I don't have to, I don't have to worry about braces or, you know, college or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, I can buy golf clubs when I want them. How, so, uh,
1: how do I donate again?
0: You tell me what I have to do here. It's Facebook.com, actually. And uh, either, one of the, uh, either one of the accounts, my personal or the shows. Let's uh, stick with the show. Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. And I, I put the link in there. And if you're able, a donation to Save 22, we would love that. We would absolutely love that. There's a woman in Canton, Ohio, going to spend some time in jail, 33 years old. She okay. was arrested um, because she killed her husband. Oof. Classy Hawthorne shot and killed Cleveland Hawthorne, 39 years old he was. His body was found in a parking lot. Uh, on Concord Avenue. This is in the southwest of town. This was just about noon on Monday. According to the police, Cleveland had been shot in the chest. and was pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, they're not releasing a motive at this time, but you know this is the way this goes down a lot of times. So, you know, certain times in relationships, you just have things go bad. And I, I more often than not, uh, when a gun is discharged, it's over passion like that. It's over something like that. I won't speculate, but... Uh, She has been arrested. They will probably throw the book at her, and she will probably spend quite a bit of time in jail. Your luck getting a little bit better than that because we're going to hook you up with this $1,000, and next on the Sands Ray Show, the NFL is screwing up yet again. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. ROCK 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on ROCK 106.9, online for you at wrqk.com. A little earlier in the program, you heard that Fantone went to uh, Hall on Oats last night. Apparently, there was a brawl in the middle of Sarah's smile, and our boss was there, and I've texted him. I was like, dude, I hear you're in the building. I hear you got more stories on the Hall & Oates brawl. I want them. <laughs> and I was like, dude, are you willing to come in here and tell us the story? And he was like, yeah. He asked me. He's like, when do you want to do it? And so like I, I've texted him back. So I believe around 745, we're going to get the boss man in here. We'll find out how people were
1: throwing blows at Hall & Oates. You're Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. I guess I see it. I, you know, hey, dude, but Hall & Oates... Yeah, I can't I, I can't see that
0: one. We also have some WWE ringside seats for you. I believe is it July 14th is when that's going up? I bet it is, dude. Can't Civic Center, so we'll get you ringside here momentarily. one 800 243 7625 the number you'll need. All right, Albert Breer is like one of these guys who's like tied into the NFL. Like mm-hmm. he's like an a you know, an NFL insider, reports on it. Um and he tweeted this out the other day. Yesterday. And I for the life of me can't figure this out. I, the NFL needs to be smarter on this. And I can't for the life of me figure out why they can't get their arms around this issue. And this is all about the kneeling over the national anthem. And so now Albert Breer tweets out yesterday, per sources, one anthem idea being discussed is leaving it up to the home team on whether or not teams come out for the anthem. If teams do come out for the anthem, potential that teams could be assessed a 15-yard penalty for kneeling. So essentially they're saying home team decides whether or not you're out there for the spectacle whatsoever, you know, for the anthem at all, and then if you kneel, it's a 15-yard penalty. Okay. I, for the life of me, can't figure out why the NFL can't get this, can't get it figured out. You can't leave it up to the home team to decide whether or not you come in this and that because then what it is, it's blogs about we've now done the numbers and the most racist cities in America won't let them do this. And right, that's what it's going to be. That's why you can't do that. It's got NFL. Get your head out of your ass and get your arms around this thing and make a hard, fast rule. For those people that do not know, you are not permitted to kneel or do anything during the National Anthem with the NBA. You are not. It is a rule. It's on the books. Here we are. With the Eastern and Western Conference Finals going on, and nobody talks about this issue, national anthem happens. Nobody talks about America not being right. Nobody talks about this. Why is this, dude? The fact that it is dragging down the bigger of the two leagues is baffling.
1: Yeah, literally, all we're talking about is sports when we talk basketball at this point. It's no, it, there's no like, well, what does LeBron think about I mean, Trump?
0: Thank God Baker Mayfield can dance like Fortnite because, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's all basketball all the time now, and yet the national anthem gets run every night. It's going to be run tonight. They'll, They'll play it tonight. And nobody, this is not an issue. So I don't understand why the NFL can't look back at its constituents and its players and say, look, there's another league. There's other leagues that don't yeah. let you to do them. Like, why do we gotta? Be, why is it that we're racist if we won't let you do this? But the NBA and MLB is not when they don't. Well, ML- although
1: MLB you can. MLB and I, 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 I think that's one of those things that everyone could probably take a page out of the NBA's playbook. Here is like, well, avoid the headache before it comes to you. Cut it off and at the pass. The NBA is a very, very, very progressive association. Like they really are. Uh, Forward-thinking, they really are. Like they push, they try to push their narrative of like, "Hey, we're good guys doing good things," and blah blah blah. I mean, didn't they go out of
0: their way to hire a gay commissioner?
1: But they, 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 they have this right. They do. At the end of the day, they have this figured out. Where it's like, you, it's, it's, we're not asking you much here, and we're giving you opportunity to have your platform and to speak about the issues that matter to you, and we'll get behind the issues that matter to you. But we need you to stand up for this. Here's
0: what the platform thing really bothers me. Okay. This is not 1988, where where a platform has to be given for you. Go to the App Store and download your goddamn platform. You got 36 million Instagram followers. You have a platform. What the hell does it have to be on my TV screen every Sunday for?
1: I, I can I can agree with that. I, I feel that's kind of the the, the the or at least the mantra I would buy into if I were a business owner of any type, whether I'm selling cheeseburgers or I'm selling football, you know, to to you on a weekly basis, is that like, yo, we don't want to embrace any of that. We want to stay in the lane of what we do here. But I can't come down on a company saying like hey i want my i want my employees to be able to say whatever the hell they want to say and if you want to run your cheeseburger stand like that and you want your cheeseburger stand to be everyone's wearing a maga hat and everyone's saying like yo every burger is the trump burger i can i can't get mad at yeah, that yeah but see but the way you say
0: that says is it, it implies that the nfl wants to run it this way with they're thinking about a 15 yard penalty meaning that they don't want to run
1: it this which way which i will say is at least somewhat a, a showing of progress to me in the sense of you understand there's a problem and you are now throwing ideas around of how do we fix this problem. Do I feel like that's the best fix to it? No, not yet. But like, at least you recognize, yo, we got to do something here because I felt like a year ago they were just heading to sand, just like, nope, this is what we're doing and who cares?
0: Pretending it wasn't happening. Right. I would agree with that, that there was inaction and you and I both felt like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you? Because last season, you had an entire off season before last right. season, like, why couldn't you this? is now going on the third that that's the other thing. this is now going on the third year you're the biggest sports league by a mile in the usa and you can't get this figured out you've got another league and i know what people are going to say well you know the nfl these guys feel seriously about this guys Why lot african-american players in the nba you think LeBron James doesn't feel serious about the equality or the inequality issues in America? He writes the word on his shoes for Christ's sake, and yet the NBA gets with this. What did LeBron say? My platform's bigger than that. I'll, I that that I'm not going to detract from on the court. I, I have a bigger mission. I can do things now. That's LeBron versus like right. you know a you know Eric Reed or whatever right. in the NFL, but still. It's horrible optics for TV. You can't lie. It gives your your audiences reasons to scream at one another. It gives people a reason not to watch it. And I don't understand why we can't get people to understand. This is a business, bro. It's not sports. It's not this. It's moving. What do I always say about the radio business? We are not in the radio business. We are in the making money business, and we do it by playing the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The NFL is not in the football business. They are in the making money business, and they do it by throwing touchdowns.
1: The NFL made over $14 billion last year, which is almost a billion dollars more than the previous year, so they are not losing money in TV ratings. If you look at them comparatively between between all television programs... Everything that went down over the past year, broadcast TV, cable TV, live sports TV, like everything is down over the book. Except the NFL. Uh, well, the NFL has 18 of the top 25 showings that were on television this year and 37 of the top 50 programs that ran on TV. So, like, I, I get what you're saying. And I think if you continue to let issues Fester, you're going to end up with a problem, but I think it's very hard to tell somebody who made a billion dollars more than they did last year, yo, this is about money. Well, yeah, it is, bro, and I'm doing really good right now.
0: Yes, that is true. And I have said that the, the, the boycotts weren't working, they weren't and what did I always say about the boycott? As I know the president everybody else wanted to tell you the boycott was working. What did I say? Is that if it were working, there would be a list of blue-chip advertisers who walked away from the NFL and the people telling you that the, that the, that the, that the, that the protests were working would tout said list and say, look, look at, look at what we're doing is right. working. There is no list. It's because it's not working. Nobody's not watching the NFL. But pride cometh before the fall. Right. And if you don't look down the field, excuse the pun... You could run yourself into trouble here. Now, I'm not going to be like, I'm not watching it if you let these guys do this. Because what do I always say? I don't have it in me to to go all the way through with the protest. I love football. I'm not not going to watch it. But don't you want 16 weeks, 17 weeks of non this every single week? Right where you got guys on TV trying to call these games who are dancing around it. This big elephant in the air. Do NBC cameras show it? Is Fox going to show it? Which network's more racist? Because they don't want you to see it. And it's just like, Jesus. like it, it just It's a problem. I don't care. It, it, dude, things cannot necessarily affect your bottom line and still be a problem festering underneath. And I think that that's what this is. You
1: had to remember, there was two separate protests going on here. There were people who were so grossly offended by the concept of people kneeling during the national anthem That they decided I'm not watching this anymore And then there was another protest going on With people who were saying Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick right? doesn't have a job Therefore I am not going to watch the NFL Until you have a job So really both sides trying to put this protest together And ratings went up dude That's interesting You got
0: protested on both sides of this And the numbers weren't affected at all Again, guys, I'm always telling you this. Stop protesting. It
1: doesn't work. So, at this point, though, like... Doesn't work. This, this more than anything, and I guess really when I look at the money, when I look at the television ratings, when I look at everything that's happened out of this, it just goes back to that concept of like this, this manufactured issues that we have within this country of like, well, everyone's so angry at each other, and it's like, well, are we really like, it, it, are we really this divided? Are we really in this tribal mentality, or is it just like the extremes are sold to us as such, and like everyone else, majority of people are just like, no, dude, I just want to watch football. I don't care. It doesn't make a difference to me what Eric Reed does because. I, you know what I'm saying? Like That's I, where I'm at. I, it, it's it's the percent the same way where it's like, listen, do 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 would I ever kneel during the national anthem? No, of course not. Do I understand that other people feel differently than me and are gonna act differently than me? That's fine. But it, it it's just so it's just so like th- this isn't a problem. Like you 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 had better TV ratings. It can't be that big of a deal.
0: Here's my other thing. Why is the NFL negotiating this and then leaking the information about what it's going to be? Get Three people yeah. in a room. Shut the yeah. goddamn door. Yeah. Come up with the system and then implement it, and say we are not moving after this.
1: You could. How you hard could, is it? You could have the players' team team not come out, and I. But the thing with that is, is people are people are going to say, "Well, that's just as offensive." They, if you're keeping them in there, they should be out there with their hands on their hearts.
0: Again, uh, you will hear that. People got to remember, they didn't even start bringing these guys out of the tunnel until I think it was 1980-something because they wanted the television visual of guys standing in the line showing appreciation for their country because they figured, guess what? Uh, football is about traditional family values, uh, conservative values. It is. I don't care what anybody tells you. It's a very staunch conservative. It's about It's about that life. And they knew it would play well on TV and it did because in the 1988 even people who felt like this country wasn't fair to all people equally you still felt like you were better off here than anywhere else and you could still have pride in your country. It's only now when you got a keyboard in your pocket where it's like this country's not great. Of course not every country's not great. It's filled with human beings. No place filled with human beings is going to be perfect because most humans are awful. It's like these guys ringing this alarm is like dude are you guys just waking up today finding out there's problems. Course, there's problems. That's one of the reasons why we play games on Sunday so we can get away from our problems for a little while and enjoy touchdowns. You need to get back to that because that's what your business is. You're in the money making business. And I know you made money last year, but if you continue down this path and you him haw and you do this, I wonder what it will do in the end. NBA, again, has no issue. There is a rule. You don't do this, and here we are with the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Nobody talking about it.
1: Do you think a 15-yard penalty, and I know it's from like kickoff, so that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it's a negative deterrent against your team, and at that point, if you're costing your team something, there's going to be that mentality of like, yo, we are in this together. It's one thing when you want to make your own statement and kneel, but it's another thing when it's costing us yards on the field. I I think that'll be enough. I I don't.
0: I don't, because if that were enough, I think that would stop guys from grabbing face masks after plays were done, shoving guys, taking helmets off, punching, and it doesn't. Guys, dude, at the end of the day, what guys are going to say is, it's 15 yards. It's 15 yards. And if a coach then suspends you, or does it because you got that 15-year-old penalty, is Bill Belichick secretly racist underneath it all? Then Peter King, Albert Breer, and Mike Florio, the li- the, the that that. That guy, Mike Florio, is one of the worst these days about this whole issue. He is such a bleeding heart. Those guys are all going to write blogs about how these coaches and these franchises secretly are in cities that are racist. It's just, it gives you too much problem and too much negative column inches. Get your arms around this. You're the biggest sports league by 10 miles, and you're bumbling this like a PTA meeting. Get your act together. WWE rolling into Canton, July 14th. We'll put you ringside right now. We'll take caller 25, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And hopefully, we're going to get a blow-by-blow update on the Hall & Oates fight last night at the Q from one Keith Kennedy. Hopefully, that is next on Rock
2: 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wunter, Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock one hundred and
0: six nights at the Hall & Oates show and so was Matt Fantone. Well, can we first just focus on how weird
3: this is that I'm finally in here with you? I've Love
2: asked! It. You, Love you I've A-holes asked a thousand times. You have
3: been making fun of me for, what, four years now and now all of a sudden today, hey, why don't you come on the show? <laughs>
0: well, yeah, we like making fun of you and uh, I actually, I wish I could send somebody out to sneak in the hallway to drink out of your iced tea cup because I'm convinced you drink sugared iced tea. You know, it's, you always, it's unsweetened!
3: Have a, come have a swig. You piss me off when you do that. You Come have a swig every single morning. I don't
0: care? Come have a swig. All right. I make Bye. you mad because your wife listens to us and not you, and I rat you out for your eating <laughs> habits, and then you go home and face hell over it. Yeah,
3: and right, you know what? And right now, she's listening to Stern more than us, and it pisses
0: me off. Oh, well, yeah, what the hell's the matter with That's you That's what
3: I told her. You gotta cut that debit card off, Kennedy. Um, so last yeah. night, hauling up. Wait, wait, hold on, real okay. quick. Also, first time you've had me on. Secondly, home- Homecoming. You you know, I used to do mornings over here. Is that right? What are you talking about? Yes, in 1993, I did the morning show on Rock 107 for three months. Okay, (laughs)
2: let
0: me teach you how to say the call letters properly.
3: It is uh, I know, (laughs) but it's Rock 106.9. I know I'm the one that changed it, but at the time, that's what it was called. And I was get ready for the hate mail on that. I was horrible, (laughs) and it lasted three months, and then I moved away. But it was the big mattress with uh, Brian and Keith, or Keith and Brian. I
1: don't remember which. It's a uh, big mattress? Yeah, that was what it was called, yeah. Why? Yeah. What were you guys, you guys were inviting people into bed with
3: you? Uh, this was still as the wacky morning <laughs> zoo phase was kind of ending, and so, you know, like we had horns and bells oh. and a drum and all that kind of stuff.
1: Sounds awful.
0: Dude, imagine so. Keith Kennedy coming out of Pantera. <laughs> what
3: does that sound like? Well, no, it was, at the time, it was right as, you know, Nirvana and Soundgarden yeah. and all of that, and I didn't get it. Sure. I still don't. I was to say. at the time, didn't get it. And so, uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was horrible.
0: All right. This would be the part, if we were going to break down tape afterwards, where we would tell you, did we really need all of that right now? <laughs> I'm just uh, messing with you. I don't care. <laughs> I know. It's not I'm, his ratings. I'm, uh, yeah, exactly right. He's looking. He wants to take it right now. Let's take this show, too. So- <laughs> So so last night you guys are at the queue. Matt Fantone sitting well well behind you. Let's be honest, <laughs> nobody big times Keith Kennedy, and so he sees a brawl happen. And this was this went happened like right in front of you.
3: Yes, at a Hall and Oates show, the the least likely show. Ever. And while this song was playing, which is like the most down tempo, ballad, uh, break my heart, rip it out of my chest song ever. So right? what happened? I'm still not 100% sure, but from my vantage point, I hear this. And then I see a security guard laying on the ground. Oh my god! It was a security S- guard. So point. some some guy popped a security guard. Oh, that's and not a good. Then what would you say? Fifteen guys piled on top of this guy. Flew,
1: dude. And I'm telling you guys, Are we from talking all-
0: security or just fans?
3: Yeah. Security, security. Oh, from okay. all corners
1: oh. of the queue, dude. Because this is like down towards the floor. And like I said, I'm sitting up there and I'm talking. Like it was swarm. Yellow
0: shirt security, or were these guys that were like plain clothes dressed that you didn't know? were security? No, no, no. Yellow shirt. Okay, I don't know so. they were black last night,
3: but yeah. Okay, so but okay. wearing security. As tire so you knew
0: so they grabbed
3: a guy and they start taking him out of there and we're all like wrong guy
0: (laughs) you got the wrong guy oh you're so so lucky i wasn't there i would have been pointing at your chubby ass so what
3: happened was they're walking this guy out and then another guy took a swing at someone else again whoa and that's when the cops went well we got this one wrong and grabbed this other guy and got him out of there, too. And, like, the entire crowd, like, on the how, ha- I would say, what, Fantone, half of the, that arena was paying attention to the show? Oh, yeah. And I mean, the rest were paying attention to the fight.
1: Right. I mean, how could you not? Once again, it was during this. It was Sarah's Smile. If this would have been during the middle of Maneater, I guess you could have hidden some of it. But, like, this is, the dude, you know, Hall's up there just, like, strumming away. And, like, dude, and there's riots breaking out. See, that
0: kind of speaks to the professionalism of bands Wait, when you've been at it forever. If a fight broke out like if you and Vantos are a fight right now, (laughs) (laughs) like I'm not gonna be like, I had
3: your shot at (laughs) a thousand (laughs) dollars. I don't think they knew. I don't really? think they knew on stage because it was in the back. Oh, okay. And, and, and honestly, truth be told, I mean, they put on a pretty good show. Yeah, that's what Matt was saying. And their version of Sarah Smile, which is what, like four and a half minutes on the radio, was 16 and a half minutes last night. Oh, the jam like. band version. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. So, I mean, essentially, the entire arena could have been fighting, and I don't think they would have <laughs> realized.
0: I Now, I speculated. I obviously wasn't there, don't know, but I can't see tempers flaring over Sarah Smile and Hall and oat shows my guess was is somebody touched somebody's wife okay so that's probably right because after that
3: happened there was another kerfuffle
1: two of them it two happened, happened again
3: <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was a woman that was complaining about what her chair i my theory is totally different as to why it broke out what happened as if because, you don't
0: believe he didn't understand godsmack and nirvana before now he gives you kerfuffles <laughs> What drives it up? What happened?
3: What happened, Kennedy? (laughs) Whack whack! Big mattress.
0: Um, (laughs) Best morning ever, dude.
3: I think honestly, I think people were pissed over what they paid for tickets. I paid one hundred and twenty-five dollars for my ticket where I was sitting. The guy next to me paid twenty bucks on Groupon. (laughs) Oh my god! And he was in the upper, and they moved him down because it, it uh, unfortunately it did not sell very well, which was
0: I was kind of surprised, Fantone, it was empty as yeah. it was. I was surprised the venue when I heard it. I was like, now with Train, I was like, okay, well maybe. And that's why you went, right? You're like the biggest Train fan ever. Yes. And so I figured those two together, maybe you get the draw, but I felt like the venue might be a little bit big for that.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, train does really well at Blossom. They can fill up Blossom. Okay, is that right? Yeah, but yeah, they had trouble filling it last night. However, Hall of Notes blew me away. But yeah, I think I don't know if that was what it was. But when the guy next to me told me that he paid twenty bucks on Group, and I'm like, you were mad, right? <laughs> Son of a, you were mad, right? I was pissed. Yeah. So uh, and and not only that, but the other thing that was going on last night too was this ridiculousness
0: of sit down. Sit down. Yeah, I read your post,
3: right? And and I it's don't It's a concert, know. I, absolutely, and I don't know if that had something to do with it because let's be let's be honest. Phantom the crowd was a little bit older than what you normally see. At a oh concert. yeah, sure,
1: yeah, had to be. I mean, a, a little more. What do I want to say here? Um, Reserve, maybe. Yes, I mean, it was definitely. It was kind of do shoes choose
2: the khakis. Exactly.
1: I didn't want to say white bread, but like, good lord, dude, these forty-year-old. Like, I could see my aunts and no every test. woman dancing out there. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were doing this, the hands over the head dance, and like going wild. Um, but uh, it, it, it was it was it was definitely a a more subdued crowd. But I feel like once that. Rock I broke out, everybody was kind of like, Yeah, man, let's get it going. Let me tell you things I would think I was safe at.
0: You know what I mean? Chuck E. Cheese, Hall and no. Oates Shows. No, like, <laughs> I, I would have never thought like fist fights would break out at a Hall and Oat show. I've been to a thousand concerts, and that's why I thought it was groping, really. Not just a fist fight, he hit a security guy. That's he nuts. He punched a cop. It was like, What in the hell is going on? Who pregames for Hall and Oats? I'm a degenerate, and even I wouldn't do that. I don't think.
3: I I, I actually texted my buddy from the record company last night, and I, I said, "Hey, the crowd's- Why'd little... you make me pay
0: 250 bucks for <laughs> this? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: The crowd's a l- little little light, and he goes, "Well, what's wh- what's it look like? Age demographics?" And I said, "I I, I don't want to make fun of the age, but let's just say Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy took a big dump <gasps> in the ratings last night in Cleveland. That's how old it was there."
0: Yeah, I feel like I might be doing the same thing right now. <laughs> You're shot.
3: Oh, are you kidding me? You're the Big shit. Mattress, let's bring it back. It, it, you know what? Card up that E-nut. We'll play that. Do you, do you remember the E-nut? Oh, yeah. oh e- yeah. The backwards tune? Do you yeah. know that one, Fantone?
1: I do not. Yo, I do E-nut. Not.
3: It's tune spelled backwards. That was our big bit. That was we'll it. We'll play the same song backwards, and you got to guess what it is. <laughs> yeah, hard to Good believe morning, that. Good everybody. That show lasted three months.
0: Twins, spins. Yeah, dude, radio's the worst. Always
2: comes up with these ideas, like,
0: why, why the hell are we doing that? Your shot. At $1,000, 810 on Rock
2: 106.9. The Stansberry Show. kent 's Rock Station. Rock
0: 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. I'm not sure how this happened yesterday, but we got into it, and uh, we came up with, you know, people say, what's well, the Mount Rushmore of sports? What's the Mount Rushmore of football? And we came up with Mount Asmore. And we were trying to figure out who had the best asses in the world. It's because
1: um, Jennifer Lopez was on neutered Tuesday yesterday. That's what it is. Yep, J-Lo. So
0: I have come up with my four. And we will do Mount Asmore coming up at 9 o'clock. I will uh, tell you who they are. We will also uh, have a photo gallery, have a picture of all four women. So if you're unaware who they are, you'll be able to see those at Facebook. Uh, Coming up around 9 a.m. is when we will do that. Your shot at $1,000 momentarily, before we do that... And um, this is going to be a little difficult for me to do this um, right now, because I, I, I need to be clear about the fact that I'm not looking to demonize this kid's father, but the people who will pick up on his message and run with it. Okay. And that's surrounding this tragedy that happened in Texas, this Texas shooter, right? The dad came out, I guess, yesterday and is, it, and is talking to news organizations and said, look, I don't think my son's a criminal. I think my son was bullied and was a victim. Okay. (sighs) Now, now this is now. See again. I, I, of course, like you, think that that's a ridiculous statement. Right. However. It is his kid, and he's got grief in this situation too, and he's got to take it somewhere. And so that's going to manifest itself in strange ways.
1: I will, I will agree with you 100% there. Things like this happen. And I mean, I know on a local level, something like this, and not obviously to this, to this, to this, you know, extent, but something locally happened. And it's so quick to like, oh, these terrible parents, and oh my God, they're so awful. And it's like, dude, I'm mourning the loss of my child. My child is a, right. is, I have to come to terms with the fact that my child is a monster. Like, like, how, uh, what what a tough pill that would be to swallow. So you're right. There is going to be a little bit of, like, I, I, I'm not, I can't judge his dude too harshly because God knows what he's going through mentally. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, look, he's got pain here, too, and he's got to take that pain somewhere, and it's going to manifest itself. He's going to say things that are probably not 100% hitting the mark, and I understand how that goes down. Okay? But my problem is, is not the dad. Because I expect the dad to feel that way. It's his kid. The problem is is that the people who take that kind of message and are driving it uphill and trying to tell me that 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 he's right like that's scary. This is my take on this that you can be bullied and be the victim. but if your reaction then is to take guns and shoot people with them and end lives, you then become the criminal
1: it 's not even a question of are you a criminal criminal of course you are you broke how many laws you're of a criminal of course you are there's there's no debate on that
0: and I we gotta be careful this is like the thing now we gotta be careful saying that bullying is what does this and being turned down, asking girls to prom is what does this. Because if you continue this messaging, America, what happens then is, is that these good kids in America get prom taken away from them because we don't want anybody to say no. And you don't go as couples anymore. Everybody just meet here. And like, that's what's going to happen over like the craziness of other people. This is not a situation solely I have said gun violence, and especially in schools, is multifaceted. It's not one thing. So is bullying part of it? Sure. Are gun laws part of it? Sure. Is it this? Is it that? Is it multi-entrances? Sure. But to say that it's one thing or the other is a little crazy. And I did see this the other day, and I think it's an interesting point. And I think it's definitely a factor in it. And people like this, Second Amendment people are big on this one right now. And I think they're right. That we've had guns, we've had these guns, we've had all these kinds of guns forever. And that this is a crime that, yes, we've seen in the country forever, yet it is picking up pace, and it is getting more rapid, and we are seeing much more of it, there is no denying. Right? So their thing is, isn't it possible... That the giving up on hard punishment of your children, that trying to be your son's friend, your daughter's best friend versus being their leader and being their parent and being a stern authoritarian is what's leading to this. And I think maybe it is.
1: I think it would be interesting to see the parenting styles of all these school shooters' parents after... Columbine, because Columbine is really when this popped off. And, like, don't get me wrong, it took time between Columbine and the next one. But school shootings had happened prior to that. But there was a new... what do I want to say there was a new style of it when once once Columbine happened. Well,
0: plus the news was definitely a much more sensational machine then.
1: Because I think it's very until, I, up I, till now. I think it's very easy to look at like the the shortcomings of what we view as society of like well these parents are just not doing their jobs anymore. I think it would be interesting to see how many of those parents fit that bill of of what happened with their kids. You know what I mean? Like I just
0: think that there is something to we kind of raise these kids now to not face their problems and to kind of like, and, and to dance around them versus deal with them. And I wonder, are we training young minds not to be able to handle stress? I I,
1: I, I don't know if it's necessarily just like a parenting thing. I, I saw this or I heard this and I thought it was very interesting when it comes to like, what is, what's happening here and why is this increasing and why is this feeling more and more frequently here is the... The moral bottom of this, the 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 depth of the pool is just slowly rising in the sense of it's it's getting more and more shallow. Of each time this happens, if you had the slightest inclination of like, well, maybe I should do this, it becomes a little bit more normalized. It becomes a little bit more acceptable. It becomes a little bit easier to visualize yourself doing. And what once was. You know, Columbine, where these kids were, you know, so deterred and so evil and so, you know, they, they, it was, it was, you know, just like unfathomable. Now it's just like, well, some girl dumped me, or some girl, you know, or or our kids made fun of me, that's and and it's just getting more and more shallow. excusing what, it away of of what's going to be like. Right. All right, well, and 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 I don't know if that's something that people internalize themselves, or are these kids are internalizing themselves, but they can see themselves doing it now. Where once this was completely unfathomable. I
0: think it's dangerous to wrap your arms around this bullying narrative and how you do this because what you're doing is sending a message to kids that if you get bullied, no matter what it mm-hmm. is you do, it's okay because
1: somebody made you a victim. Now, this is interesting because I've seen both sides kind of pointing at bullying in this because I think second amendmenters doesn't necessarily like, well, I'm, don't look at the guns. It's, it's, it's the bullying. And then you've got people who are like, well, I got to protect my kids as much as I possibly can. That is true. So it's just, it just is like, it's just, it's, it's this weird place. And at the end of the day, The way people treat each other, is that going to have something to do with it? Of course. I don't want this to turn into, though, and I saw this point brought up, is that like, I don't want this to turn into, well, maybe maybe if you just would have been nicer to this kid everything would have been better no. because that's that's not fair to the to the victims You here. shouldn't
0: have to go to prom with somebody you don't want to go to prom to and you shouldn't have to think that if I turn this kid down for prom then my, my hallway becomes a murder scene. Like right. that's crazy. Right. Like this is that's what I'm saying. We got to stop wrapping our arms around this narrative and being like, "Well, you don't understand." I mean, he was picked on. I was picked on. I had older brothers. I had older cousins. I was picked on in school too. You know what I didn't do? I didn't exact violence on anybody else. And you know why? It was partially not a because I'm just wired properly, I think. But B also like, is because I knew I was gonna get in trouble.
1: Do you feel like
0: this is all a wiring problem? You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's a little like I said, I don't think any I don't think anything this complex can be drawn all the way back down to one thing. Okay. But I do believe that there has been this thing in the like the last like twenty five years actually it's my generation that raised their kids that you want to be their best friend. They, they, that you don't like, what do I say? You're not just a hall monitor, dude. You are there to usher them into adulthood. And that is that's part of it. And you're falling down on the job, America. You are.
1: How much of this do you feel like is parenting? I mean, it, it's a lot. It,
0: it, I do. I think it's a lot. I think I really do. I think dude, like we're, I mean this, this sounds crazy but dude we're losing the dinner table in America we're losing values in America we are kind of just letting everything kind of like go into a free fall a little bit and parents I think are dude you're I know you're overworked you gotta work three jobs to support them and that whole thing and I know and I'm the guy who always tells you you should have thought about that before you did it and that's what led us here I also believe that I also believe we have a nation full of people raising kids who are not qualified to do it and I think the chickens are coming home to roost and I don't think there's any way to deny it. I do think that letting anybody you want put more Earth on the planet is bad. I think ultimately, dude, that leads to bad things. Here we are in the middle of bad things. I think it's proving me right. Your shot at $1,000 right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now text the keyword WIN to 200200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200200. Rock. 106.9. 106.9. Rock
0: 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9.10, your shot at $1,000. Also, I have some co and Cambria tickets. We'll probably do those for you around 9.30. I'm going to thank Keith Kennedy one more time for coming in and giving Man. us the update on the brawl at the Hall & show last night. Man. I wish I would have went to that.
1: I wish Keith Kennedy was on this show, dude. <laughs> yeah. Come on.
0: He's funny. That guy.
1: He is funny. That guy
0: i would uh, I would imagine, and I come down on parents a lot, but I would imagine that raising kids in today's society not the easiest thing. I no. mean, um every generation's got the new challenge, but now I mean, I think kids are just getting smarter and savvier earlier than ever. I think technology helps with that, and I think um, even the drugs thing is getting harder and harder because it 's like you know what are we calling stuff what what is stuff there 's so many versions of things
1: right i uh, I think the digital revolution is very underrated in the challenges of today where it 's like well, no, we have a smartphone in our pocket everything 's fine, but your kid does too, and everything 's not necessarily right. fine i think i think that 's like the thing where where if if there 's one thing I could point at and say that's that 's got to be tough that that 's got to be tough I remember man. when like when because i 'm old enough to
0: remember like people putting computers into their house, you know what I mean? Like for the first time. And oh,
1: yeah, but get a gateway right there.
0: And parents were like, no, it's in the living room so we can see everything you're doing on it. Like you like the kids weren't take you weren't having a computer in your room because they knew the, the, the you know, some of the stuff that was out there. And so and now it's like, well, you just paid 500 bucks to put a computer in your kid's pocket
1: in and, and, and the stuff that was out there. Then I can remember like the early days of like online porn and like downloading one picture and like, dude, it's nothing compared to what it is today. Oh,
0: dude, prodigy porn? Where it was like, yeah, you had to wait for the screen to, like, roll down. And it was like you'd get half the photo. And by then, dude, you already had to clean the monitor four times before the photo came out. No, it was like the nudie booth in your, in, in your house. It's like, don't close the curtain. That was the matter with you. I'm trying to get stuff done. But, like, raising kids, I got to imagine, is very challenging. And there's a company out there that understands this. And it was out to help you. Uh, out of Pleasant Hill, Missouri. Metro Canine Services. Okay. We'll rent you a canine drug dog so you can let it loose in your house, let it loose in your kid's room, Ooh. search through everything and find where the stash is. Ooh. Rent a canine drug dog. What a good idea for a business until a German Shepherd rips a family yeah. out. <laughs> until, <laughs> until that happens. But outside of that, Like if I was a parent, because I always say this, like parents sometimes will be like, what do I do? And what I tell you is it's not snooping. That's your house. You pay the mortgage. You own everything from that mailbox to the end of that backyard, as my dad would say. Sue, I own everything from the mailbox to the pond. I'll do whatever I want. You own it all. That's not their bedroom. You don't owe them privacy. You owe them, honestly, you owe them, you being the Night's Watch. That's what you are. You're Jon Snow. You're watching the wall. Make sure nothing gets through.
1: I agree with you in the sense of you have a responsibility to be involved here. I, I, I'm going to disagree with you. If you don't owe your kids privacy, because I think you have to give them a little bit, you have to give them appropriate. Pro- okay.
0: I'll rephrase and say, you do not owe your kids 100% privacy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause I, I think very much like I, I, I know what you're saying with that. I just think that that kind of is almost turning into like, well, I'm going to bubble wrap everything. You know what I'm saying? And I can't let anything in here. Like, I, Okay. Let me,
0: I, all right. A little long form. I'll tell you what I'm talking about. When your kid goes out for the night, I don't think it's absurd for you to go into that room and search everything that's in there. That's your job. With,
1: with no, okay, like if your kid, if dude, if your kid is, has, you've, you've caught him, you know, three times, you know, smoking weed or you've caught him, you know, okay. getting drunk.
0: Yeah, I want you in there before. That way you don't have to catch him three times. If you wait until you catch your kid slipping up, it's too late.
1: So, so uh, proactive before before anything. Once a week, once a
0: week, I'm sweeping my son's room.
1: How long are you bring Are you bringing this drug dog in uh, every every week? I mean,
0: I may not go to drug dog like right away. Like maybe then, you know, you wait till a couple of things happen. He tells you he's turned it around. You're suspicious. Maybe he hasn't. Let's send the dog in there because it costs about two hundred bucks to start for them to rent you the dog, right? So you do that, and then maybe you go that route. But before that, I'm telling you, once a week, I'm sweeping my kids' rooms.
1: I mean, once a week. So, 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 but, 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 within that, it's like, well, yeah, well, I'm gonna take this with me when I leave. So, like, well, on Tuesdays, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I feel like there's gonna be a point where it's like you have to give you, you, even if, even if your kid is breaking that trust, you're going to have to give up a little bit on that there's no way that you can just constantly be there checking every time checking everything
0: i I understand that but that doesn't mean i don't do it at all and and that's and here's the thing the pitfalls are too big the risks are too big and that's why like you can lose your kids fast like, dude, some of these drugs now, you take them once and you're done. So, no, I'm not leaving it up to, well, you know, I mean, you got to do this, you got to do that. No, I'm taking a firm hand. I'm flipping mattresses over. And, dude, sometimes I'm going to do it when you're sitting right there. Because you need to know, you little turd, I'm smarter than you. And everything that you tried to do, I did it 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I know what you're up to. And I want my kids to know, I'm on this wall. I am Jon Snow, bitch. Ain't nothing getting through here. And that's how you got to be. Because it's your kid's life. They could. Die! Look, look at the suicide issue that rocked Perry. You tell me some some people weren't after that. weren't like, dude. I should be getting more involved here. I should be like looking. I should be talking to my kids more. What's going on with you? No, you're not just moody because you're 14. What's happening? What's going on? You got to be involved. Where are you going? Who are you going to be with? Check up after they tell you that. Then call where they're going to be. Call their cell phone and make sure they're going to be there. It's not you snooping. It's called. Parenting, and it's on you. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The
2: Stansberry Show. I have got getting on
1: this. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show. In summertime, it is officially upon us. And let me tell you something, no matter what you have planned for this summer, whether it's going camping, going out on the beach, maybe out on the boat, going swimming, whatever you want to do for summertime fun, it is going to be a lot easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts, which is why I want you to talk to the good people at the Roholt Vision Institute. They're the people who did my LASIK surgery two years ago, man, and I am still seeing 2020 crystal clear. You could be doing the same. Now, if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery. I know you have a ton of questions, which is why they have so much information available to you at roholtvision.com. You can check out the financing options, take the self evaluation test, see if you're a good candidate for LASIK, find out everything you need to know. I repeat that website go visit it today. It is roholtvision.com. 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. we on Rock 1069. Before the break, we were letting you know that there's a uh, company out of Missouri that will rent you a drug canine that you can let loose in your house and kind of like, you know, find where your kid's stash is. And I kind of like it. Um, I'm of the mindset that I understand that you got to give your kids a little bit of leeway and that you do have to give them some privacy, but not all. I, um, you know, when I get in trouble as a kid, sometimes my dad would take the door. You take the bedroom door like, dude, I'm just taking it because you'd slam it and you think you were alone and then you all could right. have your privacy. Nope. Here comes the hammer. Here comes the screwdriver doors off its hinges. There you go. Smart ass. Now what? Right, and I just believe in that kind of stuff. And a guy hit me up over the break, and and people do this a lot when we talk parenting issues. They always say to me, "Yo, you don't even have kids." And Fantone's got the best argument for this. You've never been president either, dude. So sit down, right? Right? You want to give your opinion out on that, right? And here's what I know: enough of you have had kids where I can see enough of them out there. Where, and I'm a pretty smart person, I can you know come up with my own thing. I also was a kid once, and I you know I, I can relate to how I was parented. But a guy said to me, he's like. I get what you're saying, you know, and I mean, you got to check your kids' rooms. You got to stay vigilant. You got to do all that thing. He's like, but don't you worry that there's a way that that drives them further down and that that maybe it causes more problems? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would have to admit that there's a flip side to every coin. What I would tell you is, is don't be a prisoner of the moment, meaning don't worry about them being angry with you when they're 17, because when they're my age, they're going to realize that you loved them and that that's the important part. That once they get to be an adult, like legitimately, not like, I'm 18, I'm an adult, duh. Like I'm saying, like once you reach real mental adulthood, what you realize then is that doing all of those things is love. That's what it is. It's parenting. It's love. And it's required in order to raise a decent human being. And that I would be worried about the adult they're going to be, not the moody teenager because they're pissed at you today.
1: I think it's just you have to find... The common sense coming around here of you do have to give your kids room to make mistakes and to do their own things and to become their own person, because if you don't, obviously that person, they're not going to become a well-adjusted adult. At the same time, you just can't ignore your kid and be like, well, everything's fine. I mean,
0: let me tell you why I feel this way, because my parents did it wrong on, on both spectrums here. All right. Or on both ends of the spectrum is what I should say. Um My father had been like a little bit of a loose cannon in his life, got his life turned around, gave up the drugs, turned his life around, and then became a minister, right? So when you do those things, everybody knows people who find Christ for like the first five years, it's obnoxious. It's like people who give up smoking. I know I'm one of those. I harp on it a lot. It's like people, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, vegans, CrossFitters, whatever, any group you join newly, like for the first five years, you're just annoying about it, right? Right. So my brother being seven years older than I was because he was a product of my mom's first marriage. We have the same mom, different dad. My brother was a little older than I was. And my brother, my brother was a problem child. I'm actually the good son. Now, we both have got our lives completely turned around now and this and that. But growing up, my brother was a little bit of a wild child, a little bit of a problem. And my parents were really, really strict with him. So strict because of the Bible and that whole thing. And like my house was a lot like Footloose when, when we were real, real young. Like when I was five, six, seven, eight years old, my house was like Footloose. No movies, no music, none of that stuff, right? It was like because his congregation didn't want to have any of that. And they would judge him and then he would be out of work. Because people, again, faking morality didn't start with Facebook. We just read it more. But this is like one of those things, right? And so they were so staunch with him, so strict with him that then when they started to raise me, they realized, all right, we made some mistakes with David. Let's try to correct them with Daniel. And then they what did they do? They did what I always warn people about, which is overcorrecting the steer. Like, okay, you had spun out with David a little bit, and now you overcorrect it and they got a little loose with me. And in the middle is where you kind of need to be. And but Having seen that and having had the brother I had and having the issues that I had, I'm telling you right now, I don't think it's snooping. I don't think it's breaking your kids, uh, you know, trust for you to be looking through their room when whether they know or not. know. I think it's your job. I do you think about this. If if your kids, if you leave them on a hot car and they die, you're in trouble for that, right? Because it's your job to keep that kid alive. Well, I look at that like it's your job to keep that kid alive at 17, too. So if there's drugs, if maybe there's, you know, suicide prevention thing coming down the road, you have got to be on this stuff.
1: Do you feel like there's any line you would not cross? I mean, like at this point, you've got a dog in their room. Are you reading their personal private thoughts? Are you I mean, is there anything that's like, luckily, I don't
0: have to worry about that anymore because nobody keeps their thoughts private. Everything's posted every 30 seconds. Um, which is which I do think parents are a little lucky in that, like it used to be diaries, where the hell is that thing we got to flip mattresses we got to do that whole thing where now it 's like you log onto your kid 's Facebook or probably snapchat, and like you 'll be able to see like what 's going on there right and I understand like you know they use new lingo and new language and this and that, and i 'm not like again, I sometimes I feel like people think i 'm condemning you and i 'm not when I get angry about that really what i 'm doing is i 'm yelling at my parents, and I guess I need, needed to do a better job of telling you that, but like as a grown up now. And, and all right, as pulling into the parking lot of being a grown-up now, I, I do recognize that a lot of that stuff that my parents were strict about and like wanted to and wanted to make sure that, that, that they were, you know, staying attention to. Yeah, I hated him. You don't get me, Dad. You just don't get it. And of course I hate him. I thought he was a dick. But now, as a man, I realize you were making me a man. Thank you for that because there's a nation full of kids out there who aren't being ushered into adulthood properly, who don't have role models, who don't have positive adult interaction, who don't have these things. And it's coming home to roost and we're seeing it in every aspect of our lives. And I'm telling you. Take the two weeks of your kid not speaking to you because you took something out of their room. Take it because when they're 35, they will be a well-adjusted adult and you then can be proud of your accomplishment at raising a, you know, a proper member of society. But you can't just get drunk, forget to pull out, put four kids into the world, put your feet up on the bar lounger after you get home from work and let the rest of us deal with it. It doesn't take a village. It takes the two of you in your house. Before we head to this break, I do want to address this. Okay. 40% of Americans, almost half of us, 40% of us could not cover. A four hundred dollar emergency expense today. Meaning, let's say your car breaks. First of all, make okay. sure you take it to Wakeham; they'll get it fixed for you. But if, but if you, if something costs four hundred dollars for people today,
1: forty percent of people have no idea how they do it. They'd have to borrow. They'd have to sell something. They'd have to sacrifice something, like not pay a bill or something like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think honestly, fl- no. What I'm saying is that I think it's crazy because I think it's sad. Like that, do we should not be in that place. 40%, 400 bucks. Uh, Yeah, that probably sounds about right. A little less than half. If we put that up to a a more significant number, and it's not that much. I mean, if we're talking about a $1,000, which, yes, is a lot of money, but it's not like... It's month altering. You didn't not- just do it. You didn't just move it to twenty grand. Right, 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 right. I would say that number probably moves up to seventy percent. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many people who are just literally making it from paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, and that's a house of cards, man. That really is. Like at any point, and it's gonna happen to you. At the end of the day, you bring up cars. There's appliances. There's medical emergencies, oh, dude, which are gonna be a lot
0: more than four hundred dollars. Oh god, yeah. Like, dude, like my kidney stone was nine grand. Right. If if you if. And, and dude, if you own a house, people tell me all the time, like my buddy Seth, right? I play golf with him all the time. And he owns a house in Maslin. And I've been talking about moving out of my apartment a lot. And every time he hears us on the show, talk about it, he'll text. I guarantee he text me in 20 seconds right now and says, dude, I'm telling you, all I do is take money out of my pocket and shove it into this house. Stay in that apartment as long as you possibly
1: can. It um it, it's, 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 it's almost sad and I mean like I know everyone's going to be like well the economy's fine right now but like when you look at people's personal lives and personal like situations now don't get me wrong there's going to be a level of like well did you make poor financial decisions did you yes. buy too much house did you do this did you but when you take a step back and look at the bigger picture of like you know the, the, the micro versus the macro here there is an imbalance when it comes to how much we get compensated as workers in this country
0: I, I, I would agree that everybody in this country deserves a raise right now all across the board. I don't care what it is you're doing I would admit that right now outside of like a small percentage of people, you are not compensated well enough. I can speak for myself. I definitely can speak for Fantone. We are definitely not compensated enough. We are in that same struggle. Now, we may do a little bit better than some other people here right. or there, or whatever. Yeah. But for the position and what the position does and what it brings in, we are not compensated enough. And I would imagine that that's true of all people. I've never had a problem with paying people more money. I have a problem with some of the methods people will use to try to make more money because I think what you do then is just make CEOs mad. And then all they do is go back into, the, into that room, rub their hands together, and try to figure out how to outsource us all.
1: Um, yes. And I mean, that's the end goal, I think, for, any, for anything is to be profitable. But if you're going to play within the rules of the game here, and, like, who's in charge of the rules? Ideally, it's us, right? It's the people, you know, represented through the government. It's the people's will that kind of happens there. I- 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 I, I, I mean, I know there's so much rose colored glasses when we look back at the past and well, we're going to make America great again. And, and well, when was America great? And how are we going to do this? But that concept of working 40 hours a week, having your wife stay home, going on vacation so, right. every year, it's so foreign to me. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. I was thinking about this the other day where I'm 35, or I'll be 35 on my next birthday and I still have 30 years of work left. And that's if I'm lucky. That's, I'm, if I'm lucky, I'll retire at 65. Probably more likely, I'm working into my, in, into, into my 70s. And that dude, it's just like, God, man, it's a depressing outlook no, right now.
0: I don't know what's in your savings account right now. Okay. So I don't know how you've saved. I don't know any of that. Right. But, dude, I think you need to start wrapping your head around the fact that retirement's not all that likely for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially this industry. Like, that's what keeps me up at night is. What do I do when they throw me out of when, when, when they throw me out of this and now I'm like in my mid 40s maybe early 50s and I'm like well now what like I got to stay alive another 30 right. years right like what do I you know what I mean because people live to around 80 I'm a, I'm expecting to live 77 probably I don't want to be that old but I'm expecting to get there. They, so what do uh, I do?
1: They've been talking about, like, oh, well, you know, the modern advances in science, and the first person who's going to be 150 is already born today. No. God damn, does that sound terrible. Why would I you, you're 75, and you're only halfway there. Good God, does that sound terrible, dude. 150, you got to keep paying for it. You got to keep paying for it. You got to keep paying for it, dude. No thank you. No thank
0: you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, it, it, that's what keeps me up at night. It, like, what do I do then? Like, so I can only, I mean, that's what people are going through $400 though. Like I, and again, I do this a lot because it helped me and maybe it won't help you, but it did help me. If you're in that situation, you feel like due to $400, if something fell out of the sky today, you wouldn't be able to do it. Then I, dude, Let me tell you about this book. It's called total money makeover by Dave Ramsey. Again, total money makeover by Dave Ramsey. Now, just so you know, he doesn't kid glove it. The first three chapters are you're an idiot, you're a moron, you're irresponsible, and you did this to yourself. The CEO didn't do it. It's not your kids' braces. It's Christmas didn't make you broke. Christmas is at the same time every year. If Christmas makes you broke every year, it's because you didn't plan. That's the whole basis of the book, is that, dude, he teaches you systems, and I've used it since working back here at Rock 106.9, and I could easily pay a $400 bill that fell out of the sky today. Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey changed my life, and I really do believe it will change yours if you stick to his systems. Mount more, and you're shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out $1,000 here momentarily. We're about balance on this program, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll talk to you about parenting. Sometimes we'll talk to you about not being able to afford stuff. Sometimes we'll talk to you about gun control, what's going on with the president, foreign policy, all kind of stuff. Yeah. Masturbation, yeah. all kind of stuff. We're all about sports, balance yeah. on this program, yeah. right? And uh, yesterday we were doing New Tour Tuesday and New J-Lo was not part of that. Danero was the name of that song. Wasn't very good. And Fantone had asked the question: Is Jennifer Lopez the starting pistol for the ass movement in America, where men were starting to become a little bit more open to the idea of liking women with curves? For a long time, it would, it seemed like what was told you that was sexy or appropriate was like rail thin. Now, I think no, because I think um, we forget history sometimes. And I think Marilyn Monroe was probably the starting pistol of that. And I just think you know women may have been a little fooler then.
1: Yeah, but she didn't necessarily. I mean, like. It wasn't was, about her ass. It was well, about curves. And there was a lot of time in between those two things there. You That's know what fair. I'm saying? Like Marilyn Monroe and the, and, the, and the butt revolution.
0: Now, I give credit to what you're hearing right now, Sir Mix-a-Lot. And I remember when this song came out And it was on MTV I think it was like I don't know 8th, ninth grade Somewhere right around there 7th, 8th, ninth grade Somewhere in there And I have always been A I am drawn to the ass of a woman I like curves I like hips I like ass That's my thing
1: I think this song, I mean, obviously a huge song, I mean, Smash. it's a gold record for a reason at this point, but I don't know if this was the starting point, because I still feel like white dudes in particular, this was still just a novelty to them. Well, this was still just like, oh my God, look at that black chick with the giant ass over there. So,
0: this is, what, this is exact, and you're right, and that's the reason why I'm telling you this story, is that I... When this video came out and it became popular, my friends knew that this was what I was into and they were still like, look, Sir Mix-a-Lot made Stansbury his own song. Like, I, it was like one of those, and it's like, because the rest of those guys, they were still in that 1985, you know what I mean, swimsuit model, thin rail thing that I'm just, I'm not a fan of. And they did, they like, they kind of like knocked me for it, so you're probably right, so we'll go with J-Lo there, right? So then we got kind of like a little juvenile and we're like, hey, you know, who are the best asses out there? Right, and so we figured you know people do the like the the Mount Rushmore of like basketball players and sports stars and whatever, so we figured we do Mount Asmore here at the Stansbury Show. And I thought about this pretty hard yesterday, longer than I should. Emphasis on the
1: hard and long. Oh my god! There it god. is. Oh my god! <laughs> there we it found
0: is. it. We got it there in there. early. And so this was tough because I didn't know what to do because not everybody knows everyone and. um it, It's not a lot of pictures of, you know, ass. I had to be careful about what kind of photos were were going to be used with this, because I I do have the photo up for you at Facebook.com. Stansbury Show. It's also at Stansbury Show on my Twitter. You can see it there too.
1: Now I want to know what the criteria you went into this with. Is this just best butts, like Stansbury's favorite butts, or do you feel like this is most influential butts? You know, most you know, most culturally impactful butts. What was the What was the thoughts? Here? Never went culturally. <laughs>
0: never got that far down that rabbit hole. I. This is the method I use.
1: Emphasis on down the hole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god, butts like grabbable was like part of it smackable. Like if I was going to date a chick, would I want her ass to look like
1: this? So this is the Stansberry's favorite butts list. And
0: I will tell you that there are probably other women I would have put in here, but I didn't want to go the who route. And so I made sure I picked some women that, that, that a lot of people would know now a couple of them are, uh, there's four of them. So two, maybe not. I picked two porn stars and two non porn stars. Right.
1: Okay. All right. Um, it, uh, it's worth, and I'm glad you bring up porn as as, as before we get into this. I want to state that the butt revolution it is no longer just about like oh well curves or oh man I like big asses. Um, there has really been number one a movement when it comes to anal sex. It's in every pornographical film on the face of the planet nowadays. You can't watch one without running into it nowadays. Um, and there's another thing going on too, and this is mostly with the younger kids too, but the 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 performing of of services. In that region, that's foreign to me. Where it's like nowadays, it's so commonplace. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying like the standard performance there. I'm that, saying like the the rear performance that, there.
0: Uh, th- that nine volt battery taste to the to the, to the there, there, yeah. there was
1: a song with 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 you know you know relatively successful song that said you got to eat the booty like groceries, and it's just like God, dude. You guys went from 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 like oh, not doing that to all of a sudden it's like nope, butts, That's all we do. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, eat the booty like groceries is one of those things where I would be looking at a woman and be like, "Do as I say, not as I do." <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, mean? I don't know if your voice dialing out. So let's let's examine right. Mount Aspore. We, we will go. work our our way backwards, four to one. Okay. Right? So coming in at number four is going to be a woman who's a little bit of an unknown for a lot of people, and that's because well, you're grownups and <laughs> you don't have as much free time as I have, right? She's a newer porn starlet, if we want to call her that, okay. and. I like her. Like I'm a big, big fan. She also very much reminds me of a woman I used to date a couple of years ago. I feel like they look very, very similar, very similar body style. So it's a little reminiscent and sometimes why I will lean on this particular porn star in moments of like, damn it, I wish I could hit that again. Like one of those. Like So I kind of lean on that. Coming in at number four is Jada Stevens. Now, she's not on Twitter. Because I tagged all these women's, uh, you know, Twitter accounts when I posted the, this post to Twitter. It's not on there. But Jada Stevens came in at number four. Okay, moving up the list is an Instagram model. Who most guys tell me, and I picked this particular person because I knew guys know her. Most guys consider her to be really attractive and really hot. I'm not necessarily, this is an honorable mention. I'm not necessarily sure this would actually be for me, but Abigail Ratchford, I can admit, is a smoke show, as Fantone always says, and she does have a nice body.
1: I hate that chick, dude. Hate now, why that chick. is that? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's something about her girl that looks like her. Break your heart? No, like I mean, no. It, 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 there's um, a, a number one uh, former Johnny Manziel smash piece right there. Don't, oh, know, if, don't know if you remember that. that, but that that happened. But uh, it, my dis- my distaste for her started before that. And like, dude, she's ridiculously attractive, super like hot. F- super uh, hot oh, face, yeah. hot ass, great all boobs. I mean, like all in all, a Package. dime piece, and like, there's no denying that but there's something about her like it just irks me like like pictures of her I'm like oh dude screw that chick I I hate that chick and I don't even think I've ever heard her talk like and it's not like she's the only chick out there with pouty lips and like dark hair I mean they all look like uh, that right So, like I don't know what it is but there's something about Abigail Ratchford that it just it just it makes me mad
0: wow that's uh that's interesting should get Abby in here find out you get to the bottom yeah bring
1: her in and come on
0: Make your girlfriend mad (laughs) One time Alright so there's uh, Number three is Abigail Ratchford. Number two And again Big huge celebrity Everybody knows She is kind of Like everybody kind of Knows this about her Kim Kardashian West I believe needs to make this list. She's sexy, dude. I don't care what anybody says. She's hot. She's got a nice ass. She kind of like makes dude a bunch of chicks all over the country now are trying to look like her.
1: Um, lol at dudes who are like, I hate the Kardashian's. They all just look like fat cows. Like, yeah, you wouldn't have sex with Kim Kardashian. Okay, bro. Okay. Now
0: I gotta tell you, m- my I want Chloe. I've always kind of been Chloe. My thing is like, she knows she's not as hot as Kim, so when you take her clothes off, she's gonna work a little harder. Um, and, and you know to win over your affection, and I believe in the, I believe in those systems and uh and I kind of get down with Chloe, but Kim Kardashian comes in at number two of Mount asmore she 's got a one hell of a body there's no denying. she 's got the better
1: butt for sure no question. yeah, I
0: think so I mean Chloe 's working on her body right now she's actually looking better now than she ever has but um yes, i that overall you do have to go with Kim there, and number one again we 're going back to porn star here, okay
1: right right back at it baby right back although Kim
0: Kardashian technically you know did porn. All right, the number one chick on Mount Asmore for me is Jaden James. She's just sexy, dude. Like, she's just sexy, and she's one of these white chicks with a big old ass. Pog is what they call them. Um, Fat ass white girl, right that's there. That's exactly what that, is what right. That, what that Hog means. is what they're called, um, and dude, she is. I, I love her.
1: No, no question about it. Jane James has a donk. There's, there's no question about that one. Are you picking her though as truly the best ass, or are you picking her as a full package right there?
0: Um, I'm guilty of both. Okay, but like, here's what I like about Jane James. And I put thought into this, because you can make an argument for Phoenix Marie, (laughs) you can make an argument for Alexis Texas, you can make an argument for Rachel Starr, who looks exactly like my ex-girlfriend, actually. And you can make an argument for those girls, right? But... Not so much Rachel Starr, but I've, dude, I've sat right next to Alexis. Dude, if you look, like, they're, like, her and Phoenix Marie, they get a little too jiggly, a little too lines, a little too, there might be some, as this is rude, but there might be, and I don't know what else to call it, cellulite. Fine, I'm not gonna call it the other thing. Fine, there's a little cellulite issue there where Jaden's not. Like, I don't know if they just make up her body better. Um, but dude when she stopped filming your boy got sad. <laughs> like, I didn't know what I was gonna do I was like don't go away man like we need you and I just think she is it, it's it's really big without looking loose it still comes off as a very tight thing to have your hands on i'm gonna bail out of here this. we are we're done
1: <laughs> we're, that's it we're
0: uh we're officially done we were this was requested by a listener yesterday <laughs> to put my own ass more together and i like an idiot was like yeah absolutely let's do it man can't wait you're shot at a thousand dollars right now you're a jerk. You're a welcome jerk. back to the sandsbury show you're we're on jerk. rock 106.9 we'll pass you're out those jerk. coheed and cambria you're tickets to jerk. end the program here in a little you're while a if you missed anything from yesterday, even earlier today, podcast everything at WRQK.com. I want to thank Keith Kennedy for spending a uh, segment with us on the air this morning telling us about that brawl that busted out at the Hall & Oats show last night. The riffraff that listens to Hall & Oats couldn't keep it together. And just started throwing blows. Fantone was there as well last night.
1: And I can't believe it, but, like, Keith, literally right on top of that, uh, I didn't know that 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 it was a security guard that got punched. I didn't know that a guy got dragged out on a stretcher. Like, I mean, things got pretty serious, dude. And once again, dude, if you have to go to the ground and pound game, if you have to go to the rear naked chokehold at the Hall & Oates concert, what is going on in your life? What's
0: yeah. happening? You what? saved that for, like, and embal- shows and things right. like that. Like, that's what happens at, like, all those bands that use, you know, words like that. What are you doing? Fisticuffing and falling up? What did Kennedy call it? A, a, kerfuffle? a
1: kerfuffle? A kerfuffle? Dude, what are you talking yeah. about?
0: And the guy goes, I don't really get into Godsmack or Nirvana. And then there was a second <laughs> kerfuffle. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Game five, Eastern Conference Finals this evening. Yeah. Uh, As a matter of fact, the Rockets tied that series up last night at Golden State, pulled away, ended up winning 95-92 there, won that game. That series tied at two games apiece. And there is somebody making an an argument that we need to change the NBA playoffs, or at least, at minimum, the NBA Finals. And I don't know where to come down on this, because I never once thought about it. And since I read the idea yesterday, I have not been able, and I'll just be honest, to come up with an idea that sells me on why you shouldn't change it or why you should, right? So then my normal belief there would be then that maybe we don't really need to change it, right? But there are people making arguments that the NBA Finals should be moved to a neutral site and take home court advantage out of the NBA Finals. Now, one of the arguments, Fantone, is, is that more often than not, there is, or I think always, there is an uneven amount of games played in one arena versus the other. So then, technically, you they are saying you are setting teams up to fail. Now... I think what I, I can predict what Fantone is going to say is is that isn't this the reason to be better in
1: the regular season? 100%. I mean, like, at this point, that sounds like, honestly, the most like, well, everyone gets a participation plaque because I don't want it to be harder for anyone else. I mean, that's the entire point of sports is like, yeah, there's going to be obstacles that you need to overcome, and I, 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 I think that's a terrible idea. I do.
0: Um, how about the NFL has their championship game on a neutral site?
1: Yeah. And honestly, I think that's kind of bunk too. I mean, if it were me and, 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 you know, you you saw MLB do it with their, with their all-star game of trying to make it like, well, this gives you incentive to try hard during this thing. If it were me, your regular season record will dictate where you where you play that that Super Bowl game. Now, I guess the issue with that is, and there's probably a little bit of an issue with this too, is that like logistically, the Super Bowl is a nightmare. It's not just like, hey, we're gonna open up the queue and go play. We're gonna play a basketball game there. It's 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 a week long process. You know what I'm saying? So to
0: there have been times where like Jacksonville, they say wasn't ready. Right, like the town just wasn't built for Super Bowls.
1: So if you get you know. Two teams that you didn't necessarily think were going to be in the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. And I mean, I you know, more often than not, I guess that's not gonna be the case. But you Good. having but you having to pull together a Super Bowl in two weeks is going to be a lot harder than you having to pull together two NBA games in a in, in in a week's time there.
0: I also think it's I mean, why does a guy in Indiana Although it's a championship, right? So you're gonna wanna go. I mean, if the NBA finals was held here, and the Cavs weren't yeah. in it. I'd still want to go because my argument was going to be: if you're a Pacer fan, what do you care about going to this for? But you're a basketball fan.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 the same argument of of well, if it's in New Orleans, if the Super Bowl's in New Orleans, why would you know why would a Saints fan go if they weren't in it? And, and I guess there is a little bit of it's. I don't know. The Super Bowl to me just feels like more of a destination. I guess like more of a. Uh, it's gonna take you more time to get it all together. Where baseball and and basketball, just it's not that sport.
0: Isn't the argument to take the travel out of it? Isn't the argument to be like, you know what? Let's stop flying these guys or busting these guys back Boston to Cleveland, Cleveland to Boston. Here it is. You're playing in Syracuse. whatever I'm just pulling the cities out of the sky. Right. You're, you're you're playing here. This is the arena. We're here for seven nights. If we need it, figure it out.
1: Well, now you got to think too of like what is the local impact of their economies lose? Because let's be real Cleveland going to the NBA finals. You can talk to any, any business owner in downtown Cleveland of what a shot in the arm that is and the yeah, difference in the difference of, of, you know, every
0: bartender I know that works near the queue says it says like that stuff all helps.
1: Like Right. Like having a championship caliber yeah. team is sure. going to make a huge impact in your local economy. So now you're taking that out of that equation. You know what I mean? So like, I, I, I can't come up with a reason why I support this.
0: No, I think I'm going to have to come down on leave it the way it is. I think, you know, there's one or two decent arguments for it, but not enough to be like, yeah, let's upend the way we've been doing this forever. Because anytime you change something that drastic, you're going to have to asterisk it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to, because then what happens is, is Jordan fanboys go, you know, Jordan had to go into that arena. He had to go into an unfriendly crowd. He had to go into places that hate him and get it done. And LeBron gets to do it on a neutral site. It's like, you know what I mean? Or Durant down the road, whoever, you know, Ben Simmons, whatever. And I think that that's one of those reasons why you got to be careful about changing stuff because these arguments then get fluid. And then, you know, and then you do have to asterisk stuff. And so overall, and again, because we have a championship-caliber team, I want the NBA Finals to be contested here, if at all possible. Now, let me ask you this before yeah. we head to this break. I think the Cavs probably pull this series out now. You, if you tie it up 2-2, you let LeBron back in the door, I think he's going to creep in your head. He's, he's a far and away a better player than, any, than every other player on the court in this series. And, and I think they probably pull ahead and they probably win this series. If they do, are you willing... And if so, what would be the dollar amount you would stop at to buy an NBA Finals ticket? Like, is Matt Fantone spending 1000 bucks to go no, see an NBA Finals ticket?
1: No, card? that's financially irresponsible of me at yeah, this point. Now, if I was making $100,000 a year, am I, am I going to sure. spend 1000 yeah. yeah, as if my, fi- if my finances were different. Um, I, yeah, see, I know it's worth part, it to you. A, a part of the problem is here is that this very much to me, it feels like, voting where if your candidate loses you feel like you what did I do this for like voting sucks it doesn't matter and I would be afraid of that that I'm going to go spend $600 on a ticket the Cavs are going to lose they're going to get swept by the Warriors in four and I'm going to be sitting there with my D in my hand like what the hell happened here you know so there is a little bit of that but I don't know I mean would I spend 500 bucks right now? Yeah. Yeah. 500 sounds like the appropriate number to me. If they were good seats, too. And that's the thing, too. If I'm sitting up in Loudville, I'm always going to be like, dude, what am I doing here? These, these should be $35. Right. But no matter what the context is, but I don't know. Five sounds like the right number.
0: Yeah. I would probably spend 500 on an NBA finals game. I get what you're saying, like about the voting and if you go and they lose or whatever. And I'll tell you why that's more important now than ever before, I think, is that the NBA is lopsided right now. And. Top heavy. Yeah. If I was to go and spend 500 bucks and we lost in a nail biter, it's one thing. But nobody's losing in nail biters anymore. I mean, I know the game last night was three points, but on average, these, these playoff games have been decided by 30 points. So it's like, dude, if you go and then watch a team get drummed in the fourth quarter and, like, you know, Golden State puts up 15 threes in a quarter, it's like, yeah, then you're going to walk out of there and be like, dude, they got murdered. And then that would bother me to spend a ton of money to see a closely contested game. And it felt like real competition. And we had a shot to win it. I don't mind about losing that money there and, and like paying for a ticket where they didn't win. Cause they're not going to win every night that I gonna,
1: without the, without the, without the sacrifice, without the risk, there is no glory. Then there what? is no like Exa- Right.
0: Exactly. Right. And so like that, I would need, but in the blowout world, I'm not sure it's worth the money to me as a casual NBA fan. Those Coheedon Cambria tickets are up next on Rock 106.9.
1: The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show telling you about Honor Fighting Championship. It is America's fastest growing MMA promotion. Their next event, June 30th at the Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Featuring local and professional fights, Honor Fighting Championship, they give you the ultimate MMA experience. Tickets are still available, including ringside seats, but they are going quick. Don't get shut out of this event. Go get your tickets right now. They are available to you at Honor Fight Show. Rock 106.9.
2: Welcome
0: back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9 We'll pass out these Coheed and Cambria tickets here in Just one moment I um, I never saw this one coming To be honest with you I when, when I was doing this yesterday I never even thought of it Right But we were asked by a listener To put together the Mount Asmore These are the like four best like celebrity asses And it's up Facebook.com Slash Sansbury Show Also at my Twitter At Sansbury Show how you find that And uh, so I put together the photos And I never thought of this but during the last break, I took a message via Facebook from a young woman named Rebecca who said, Stansbury, I love your show. I listen every day. I'm totally hooked. Um, and I heard you doing Mount Asmore, and I have to agree. All those women are really, really sexy, and they all have great bodies. But she was like, why, if you did this, would you not have done the Mount Asmore of Stansbury female listeners.
1: Jeez.
0: And I never thought of that. And part of it is is—is I gotta tell you, I would feel creepy soliciting for said thing. Like, I don't want, you know what I mean? I don't want to be like right. a creep like that. But she's got me curious about it now where I'm like, I got to tell you, wouldn't you want to know the four women with the best asses in the listenership?
1: Um, I do. <laughs> I know you do. What I will say about course, this is... I do. um. I um I did a uh, like a banana one one point five hot listener of the day thing years ago. I mean this lobby's like six seven years ago, and it was by far and away the most popular thing that we had going on that website because it's like, dude, you can post up a picture J- picture of Jaden James and I'm like, yeah, that's hot and dude, she's smoking hot, ridiculous. But like, I can go Google that, you know what I'm saying? Right. For you to put up like local chicks, that's like it's like when strip clubs have like the the amateur big booty contest. It's different than like having, you know, a regular or, you know, a a stripper up there because it's like, oh my gosh, dude, this is an average chick. She works at the bank, dude. I've seen her before. That's true. It's approachable, touchable. Well, not. Well, let's not use your hands to yourself. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. But I would have never thought about female listener Mount Asmore.
1: Stansberry at WRQK.com You can send something to his DM, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Send something to his MySpace page. Just send a butt picture. He doesn't care. This is what it's all about. The Instagram, by the way, is dmsansbury <laughs> that, that
0: is that. And dude, those, I will admit that the IG DMs normally do stay a little lit. Like, that. Uh, that that is normally pretty good. If run across ran across something else on the internet. We do this a lot where we find, like, a comment and we're like, dude, Jesus, guy. Like, you might be misplaced in some of your anger here and this is all about roundabouts mm-hmm. the, like the driving and the roundabouts and i'll be honest with you i don't love them i do find them to be a little annoying but i felt like this guy may have taken it a little far read to the listeners what he wrote
1: this is from the News channel 5 story about roundabouts this guy named jim says i personally think traffic circles are stupid and they should stay in europe where they belong <laughs> it doesn't make sense for me to drive around in a big circle when i could just turn left
0: Oh my god! Like, dude, I am a rage-filled idiot, right? <laughs> like, and dude, especially behind the wheel of a car. And even I'm not going that far.
1: One well, way. So roundabouts are European now. So it's now this like all oh, these 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 Euro trash. Like, at the end of the day, why can't you recognize a roundabout serves everybody? What it boils down to is nobody has to wait at a red light. At that point, they're yes. the
0: prostitute of <laughs> of traffic roads.
1: Yes. Do you have to make a little extra turn with your right hand side? Yeah but you don't have to wait at the stoplight. That's the entire purpose of it is to keep traffic moving in a quick fashion so that nobody has to get caught up in traffic. And if you don't understand how to use a roundabout, I understand if it's your first time pulling up to one and you're like, wait a second, what do I do here? Luckily, there are signs that tell you it's yield and then enter and then get off where you need to get off there, dude. I can. uh, Dude, I hate that. If you can't figure out a roundabout, though, the problem is you. The problem is not roundabouts.
0: Okay, I think. Oh, hold on. I. (laughs) Yes. But I do think roundabouts can cause problems. You ever notice, like, just go to a four-way stop sign. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the rule there? Stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then, the person to the left goes, unless you know what I'm saying. Unless you know, person to the right, of you has the right of way if they can't if you pull right. up together, right? Okay,
0: so yes, we, That's standard, and we're talking about that. Like, well, duh, who doesn't know that? But have you ever seen that happen? Nobody knows what to do. And so then you make it more confusing where the cars keep moving and you're trying to figure out what's to go. I can't believe people don't die
1: of it. Nothing worse to me than when somebody else has the right of way and then they flag you to go uh, like, oh, like, like, oh I'm supposed go. to turn left now. I'm supposed to turn left. Yes. Okay, you idiot. You and, go straight, dummy. And they look at you like you're dumb because you didn't go. Come on. Uh, Morons. Yeah. But roundabouts, another thing is that it, it prevents... High impact collisions instead of instead of and it says, well, there's been 50 accidents in here, but they're all like scraper Bumpers, accidents, right? right? You're bumping into each other because, well, number one, you're a terrible driver, but nobody's getting T-boned in roundabouts. Nobody's dying in roundabout crashes, dude. If you can't figure it out, you're stupid. I'm sorry. It, I'm not even sorry. Why am I saying I'm sorry? You're dumb. And bring stuff from Europe here. French toast <laughs> is awesome. What the hell's the
0: matter with you turds? Coheed and Cambria tickets up for grabs. We'll take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. missed anything this morning? Podcast at at wrqk.com. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000. She'll do so at 1010. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. Have a great afternoon. See it.
2: hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stan's Ferry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock
0: 1069.